0: Hello everyone and welcome
1: to a brand new ball busting edition of the Fans of Power podcast. I am the co-host that everyone hates the most, Tyler Baker, and with me as always is the 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 triangle of terror. Some people might call us that, they might call uh, one of us just a complete asshole, one of us the uh, most most lovable person in the universe. Uh, we we don't know what people think anymore. You know, we're we're constantly changing from faces to heels all the time on this podcast. As I'm as I'm sure some of you guys have felt uh joe amato Nasty nate kennedy we're just here to have a wonderful
2: time tonight aren't we guys as always of course and and i maybe piss we'll off try. a few people on the way and i have <laughs> i've changed it to have, reflect tyler's full-blown heel change if you guys have seen on uh the thumbnail here before this show started or you're on the Facebook page. You can see that we got all brand new versions and looks to ourselves. And I have also made sure that Tyler is now the evil member of the show. And Joe is the heroic member. So, there we go. And We're just and staying true to, to our Grimbab. characters.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, and sir. thanks to Grimbot yes. for those great redesigns. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, that Yeah, He got rid of my gut and he gave me the battle armor as how I critiqued the paddle armor figure about a week ago i think that's where that came from looks like he lowered my head too but uh i like it i appreciate it the tidy whities i can't remember it's Like, how did that start was that with fedmon in the chat room or something No, that I was,
1: was like, just us kind of making jokes that you know joe's probably sitting there in his underwear never wears pants that i think it's just kind of snowballed is that me. how
0: it, okay i was like i never knew i couldn't remember. i'm sure somebody uh, probably
1: said something because i can't see the chat room ever so i, I wouldn't be surprised if someone brought up Joe wearing tidy whities with skid marks in him or something like that in the chat room, but yeah, that—that's what I remember. Is that was just we would just joke that Joe walks around and, and you know. Probably baggy, tidy white. Probably throwing like baggy white socks too with like, you know, holes in them or something like that. Just, just you know paint is this, this wonderful caricature of Joe Motto.
0: And out of all things, like I said, because I have boxers, that's what I've worn for the past, I think, 25 years. Is like, I can't even remember the last time I had, well, if I just said 25 years, then I guess it's been 25 years since I had whiteies. So yeah, that's what I wear. I, I don't I, like the tidy whiteies. Like, crush your balls.
2: I'm more of a boxer brief kind of guy it's it's a good in between because boxers for me it's it's too it's too loosey man everything's just like flopping around everywhere so i, I gotta i gotta have it
0: it's <laughs> like no, we're talking about balls on the podcast it, how did this go from to the universe? I'm you nuts. gotta
2: have it uh at least a little bit contained that's how I've always looked at it. You can't just have it like <laughs> flying around all over the place.
0: How about you, chat room? What do you wear? boxes or briefs? You like your nuts tight or loose? It's oh like, my what, god! What do you,
1: do you really do? want people in the chat room like throwing out God knows what when talking about their balls or other people's? Well, like, balls? I don't wear
0: any, man. I just have my uh, pants. I, I You I know, do.
2: I could never. I could never go commando. I attempted that once, and just the the texture of the jeans. Oh, that that is the way to go. Now, that is the what? absolute way to oh, go. I, that's more that's yeah. more about Tyler than I ever wanted to know. Well, uh, go ahead, Joe. Let us know all the the beautiful people that are in the oh. chat room tonight.
0: <laughs> I think having like what the fuck's going on? Z- zentron Papa Hood sixty nine, Michael P- Purbus, Vedmon, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, I just said it twice. Zen Brown, Grimbot, Carlos, Adam Gabbert, Brian Davis. Gavin, hey, somebody new. I don't think I remember seeing you in here before, so uh thanks for popping in. Spider Rat. Curtis Ackerman. Yeah, you better be here for this episode. Darth Baca. And I think I hit wouldn't, Jesus. How many fucking comments are there? Wouldn't, been? That, be, wouldn't that be
2: some wouldn't that be some shit? Like we finally do this episode and Curtis Ackerman's and not, not here, here for here? it. Yeah. yeah that would make sense. Um
0: <laughs> well, let me finish. This. Uh Jaime Mares, uh uh Jason Havlick. And now I think I hit. And JSP, JSP just hit there. I think I got everybody. If I miss somebody, sorry about that. But damn, there we go. And I did. And I said your name right, Jaime. I said it right last time. I think. Can I we? Did.
2: But uh, can go we ahead. talk go about, ahead. about something non Masters of the Universe related at the beginning of the show here? Because I, I already saw something that uh, someone asked in the chat to kind of give our opinions. I know Joe probably has nothing to say because he never watches these, <laughs> but. Oh, I, I'm
1: sure I know what this is. Probably just, you know, Joe's got a Can you Like with Taco Bell and damn near everything else we well, bring up. Well, no, oh, I, I, I was going to just... say
2: yesterday was the DC Fan Dome event, and they showed off all, sor- Never all of sorts it. of things the Snyder Cut trailer, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. But I think the, the main thing that a lot of people sort of latched onto with this event was the Batman, the the little teaser trailer that they put out. It's about, what, two minutes long or so? Yeah. Um, Lots of yeah. mixed reception on the internet about it. And it's kind of funny to me because I watched it multiple times. Um, and I, I'm all for it. I I have a friend. I didn't tell Tyler about this beforehand, but uh, I have a friend and I send him the link. He's like, yeah, I already, already watched it. It, it, uh, it. it looks like bullshit. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, it looks like, uh, here, I'll just, I'll bring it up and, and read it really quick to you guys. I was like,
1: Nathan, you have another
2: friend besides me?
1: What yeah, the hell, man?
2: Yeah. I'm cheating on you with other friends. Uh, it looks like pretentious bullshit to me. So I gave him the laughy faces, because I, like... I... Pretentious bullshit? Oh, hey, well, hang on. Hell, I'm
1: sure he probably loves the noble no, films, and does he?
2: He He does. Uh, he he went on to say, I give up on them ever making a Batman movie that that I will actually like again. And I said, if that's pretentious, what does that make the Nolan movies? And then he said this, It wants to be more important than it is. I know the Nolan movies had that going for them too, but I like the cast and the aesthetics. This one looks like it has some steampunk emo vibe to it. And I didn't go into details with him after that, but I think... The reason that he got that is at the end of the trailer, for those of you don't know, like go ahead and watch it. Takes off the cowl and he's got longer hair than most of the other Bruce's that we've we've come to know. But he's got, he actually has the black makeup around his eyes, which they never really did in the other movies when they take the cowl off. The The black makeup wouldn't be there. When they got it on, you can see it. When they got it off, I thought that was a nice touch, but some people are taking it that he looks too sad or something. I'm like, no, they're just It's one of the things I've seen people complain about as it it doesn't seem right that they got the makeup there. And then he takes it off and immediately it's like it was never there before and it it doesn't, that doesn't match. Um, I like the vibe to the trailer. I like the detective route. I like having the Riddler and like this weird, he's almost, he's almost like a serial killer. You know, leaving, leaving note like he's always done, but it's just, it, it's, it's got a good darkness to it. We'll see how it goes. The movie could come out and it could be shit, but just based off of that trailer, I like what I see so far. I've been behind it all the way. I know other people were like, oh, Robert Pattinson, he was in Twilight. I'm like, well, yeah, you got to get past that. He's, a, he can actually be a decent actor. I don't know. People are weird about that stuff. I know Tyler, you enjoyed it quite a bit.
1: I've watched that trailer a lot. I watched it multiple times last night, and uh, a lot, uh, quite a few times today. I sent it to my brother. Uh, he thought it was awesome looking, and uh, I mean, I, I was on with the casting. Twilight sucks balls. I think that goes without saying, but it was like, you know what? I don't. I haven't seen any of Robert's other films, but I felt like just knowing what he's done and trying to move past it. And it's not like he's super proud of the Twilight yeah. films.
2: But shit, um, it made him rich, so whatever.
1: Yeah, it it did. Can't argue with that. But I felt like I'm like, oh, I, I'll wait and see. Like he, I, I like, I'm, I was cool with that casting. Me and Ethan talked about that on that podcast, and no one gave a shit about. Um, back when it was announced, and uh, I was just waiting to see it. Try. I was so happy to see the Riddler was going to be the main villain. Uh, that the Penguin was going to be in it, even though it was Colin Farrell. I was like, I don't know. Colin Farrell can suck a lot. Occasionally, it'll be all right. But that trailer kicked my ass. Like God, it was it was it was it was gothic. It was it wasn't uh, super real world, man. Because Batman's a real guy. It's got to take place in the real world. No, the hell with that, man. It looked like something out of a comic book. What like the Keaton's film? Keaton films do where they look like they're you know just gotham should look like a gothic or
2: like a uh, uh, paradise uh, long halloween kind of reminded me of which i think they took inspiration from. like just it, mm-hmm. it, they it, did it, yeah it looks like uh,
1: a... yeah there's some there's some characters from the long halloween in, in that yeah yeah so but I, I love the like i want joe to watch this like the hell with you and your phobia because of friday the 13th part a dude. <laughs> Like I always feel, I think Joe would like the Riddler in this because I'm like, oh my god, like this, this is a brilliant take on the Riddler. Like I love his voice, the music, the when when the logo comes cr- crashing in at the at the end of the trailer with the music. Oh man, it makes my nipples hard, dude. It's so so cool, man. And uh, Pattinson, the Batman outfit looks phenomenal.
2: The um, little bit that we got to and the see one, in action, like the what little the we punches got punches look good. And
1: then th- thank God to not see any. Fast editing, you know, or speed up bullshit, something the Nolan's could never get right, where we actually see Batman beating the shit, of, uh, shit out of someone in camera. It's not sped up. It's not altered or edited. Oh, wait, what the hell did happen? No, you see it in camera, you know, if that was edited in any other way, they did a damn good job of making it look like that looks about as genuine as Batman could possibly be on screen beating the shit out of somebody.
2: So hopefully it's good. I mean, it it could totally suck, and whatever. But and and I see some stuff in the chat. I do kind of agree that it it seems like having another Batman movie, especially after you know the 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 universe they were trying to build didn't really take off how they wanted it to. It just seems like too much in a short amount of time. I kind of link that to the similar to Spider Man in a way. It's just been like too much Spider Man. That that people, because you know, like we can keep up with it, but other people are like, oh, it's a, it's another Batman movie. Someone else is playing Batman. Like, what is this? Well, I
1: almost felt like people kind of felt the same when Batman Begins came out because I felt like no one really gave a shit before it came out and when it came out because it, it did okay, yeah. but it was like after home video and then Heath Ledger's announcement. The people are just busting nuts all but over. But it the was
2: place, also so. before comic book movies themselves became these big, huge tentpole things that this is like the only movies that people go watch during the year sort of vibe batman begins came out in 2005 like that there was still yeah. that stink of batman and robin you know people are like oh man that sucks so bad that but now it's it's different they can make comic book movies about anything that's probably going to do well at this point well
1: well i i'm excited just because it feels good to be excited for batman for a change yeah
2: no i um, i agree with you, know. you i think that's why I, and, and just in general yeah. like i'm not excited about anything marvel's
1: doing you know, maybe Shane Chi. Maybe we'll get lucky, and that will be an, an ass kicker of a film. Probably not. Probably just be like the same, same silly comedy club bullshit we're going to see with everything else. But I would hope something like that would be awesome. Or Blade. I don't see that happening either because Disney's afraid to be, you know, anything more than you know, comfy, cozy for for teenagers who don't read damn comic books and children. Yeah.
2: Um, and I and I know, do what's... agree with some of the stuff in the chat about saying that for some of them it doesn't look different enough from the Nolan movies just from the dark gritty aesthetic that the trailer gave a vibe to
0: Oh
1: no, I think the, I think this look I think this looks a lot a lot more like the how Anton uh Hearst or first right Hurst uh, or first designed the the Keaton uh the first Batman yeah. from 89 how Gotham looked in that film I get vibes of that in in this no one. but but I, um, I can
2: see why people would sort of think that though I feel like this this well, one seems a little like more grounded within itself, as opposed like the Nolan movies. Like even even before, like he's always had this thing of trying to make things like grander than what they are, and sometimes they just don't need to be. I don't know.
1: Well, if you well, that's why I had, that's one of my biggest problems with those films too. Sorry, Joe. Are <laughs> oh,
2: you <laughs> Go that, ahead. We're just, Yeah. Just Sorry, this out. isn't a Batman but but, podcast, but I I, I did yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Yeah, but no, it just uh, that's why I felt like Nolan's films couldn't make up their mind. Are you going to be grounded in reality, or are you going to be grand? Because the times they want to be grand do not connect with the 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 tone and template they're, that they're setting up, and then they decide to get kind of crazy and nuts all of a sudden. They're like, okay, this this does does it just doesn't work. And from from you know you know from Begins to to Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises, like it's that same premise is it, it, it's, it's grounded man because there's real people <laughs> and then they get out of control and they start going for the stars right. and you're like this this doesn't work people picking you can't have it both ways here batman needs to be set in a fantasy world anyway yeah. this realism i'm so sick and tired of everyone saying i like batman because he's a real guy shut the hell up man he is not a real guy because no real guy can go through the stuff that batman does that's what makes him such a, a phenomenal And
2: most uh real guys aren't billionaires either um you yes. did say could it be that's why you're looking forward to this Batman? As it's the polar opposite to Marvel, in a way, I would say yes. For oh, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah, at least with this trailer, there was no hints of comedy and shit. But now when they released it, the it could next still big be there. trailer that's probably a little bit yeah. longer, they could throw in a couple of zingers like I gotta dress up like a Bat <laughs> clearly has issues. I mean I mean look at my car, man. You know, shit like that they did in the Batman Begins yeah. trailer.
2: Alright, Well, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. The Wonder Woman trailer looked okay. I still haven't watched the first Wonder Woman film. I haven't watched Aquaman. I watched Justice League a while back. I thought that sucked. Uh, the Snyder Cut coming out. I watched the trailer. I'm like, okay, it looks like exact- the, the elements are still there. Like, yeah, you're probably just going to take out the, the comedy bits that they threw in. I still don't see that being that good. And I hear it's going to be about four hours long. And they're going to break it up into parts to be on HBO Max. So it would be just four one-hour-long parts, whatever. Uh, when that comes out, I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot, see what it looks like. I didn't really pay much attention to anything else. But we can go ahead and move on from the DC Fan dome, which I still think is a, a silly name. They had, like, the CGI, like, you're in a dome. And WWE's doing the Thunderdome. I'm like, what is it with domes right now? What's, what's that all about? Anyway, Joe, what would you like to move on to? Because we haven't really given you a chance to speak a while
0: we could start off with the commentary on golden of knowledge all right
2: well, well yeah we'll do that so we can get that out of the way for curtis Ackerman, and then we can no um i know tyler gave his opinions on this episode beforehand i want to say like it wasn't last was it last week or the week before i can't remember what it was yeah
1: well we, we brought it up last yeah. week and i just gave a brief like you know
2: but I, I know between the two of you, you're both not very, you're not, like, it's not your favorite, and it's and it's kind of there. And James E. Talk actually gave this episode a 7 out of 10. And I figured before, go, you guys go ahead, I got the link down below, get that loaded up so you're ready to go. But I figured what I would do.
0: Curtis, I was, oh, did you want a rating already? Oh, no, no, I'm no, 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 I was, I was oh. going to
2: say what I was going to do really quick while you guys are loading that up is read you some of the trivia tidbits from james's book that i have right here in my hand it's also is it the new testament you're reading from it's the the unofficial (laughs) uh the unofficial cartoon guide yeah not not the uh i got the old testament sitting right i mean i got that over here as well and the verbiage i mean it's basically got the same things in it for the most part i know there are some differences anyway uh so before we get into this here is some trivia this script claims that skeletor built snake mountain with the knowledge he acquired from the golden disks of knowledge when the horde were introduced in she-ra this theory was forgotten as it appeared that a majority of snake mountain was built by the horde this episode features one single very quick shot of trap jaws claw arm the only time we see the toy based mm-hmm. attachment in this series so make sure you guys are looking out for that Skeletor claims that Snake Mountain was named after a giant snake, another thing that seemed to get left behind with this episode. This episode also marks the final appearance of Zodak. And then John Berwick, the writer of this episode, had previously appeared as Matt Prentice in Filmation's live-action series Space Academy and Jason of Star Command. So there are some tidbits for you. I'm going to start doing that before we do the commentaries, read you guys the little trivia bits. That way, if there's anything... No, I think it's a good, good yeah, idea. Anything anything that, that is mentioned, like uh, Trapjaw that we said before, something for you guys to kind of look out for as we go. But uh, yeah, Joe, you, you can give your, your rating at the, the ass end of this when we're done.
1: hmm <laughs> He never shuts up. All right. Up. Well, uh, Tyler, <laughs> if, if you want to go ahead
2: and give us the countdown, we will go ahead and get that episode going
1: all right curtis enjoy bud three well joe's why why is that funny joe why is that funny
0: (laughs) because you're telling him to enjoy it's like he might but
2: i mean he he did say it's one of his favorite episodes so
0: well Well, i I will say this like i yeah i'm
1: not i'm not going to destroy or go or be ugly about this episode because i'm it's not like the star child or greatest, greatest show on eternity. It's not like that. I, I just, and we'll get into that. I'm we'll just be give our fair. honest opinion. Well, plus, yeah, yeah, like we're, I said. we're doing this, in, uh, you know, and I encourage fans. Uh, I think Captain Chronic also in the comments last week wanted us to do Wizards of Stone Mountain. So, yes, the next commentary we do will be Wizards of Stone Mountain. So, you know, if you, you all have episodes you'd like us to review, it helps if you get off your ass and say something about it. You know, Curtis, to his credit, has been on us about reviewing this like multiple times. Yes. You so know, we
0: appreciate, it.
2: and we do get so, get off your uh, ass while you're sitting on your ass to sit here and yeah, watch us it's on your like, Off
1: your ass, on your feet. Ain't no time to beat yeah, your meat. Yeah, that came came you know? from. Leave a comment in the, in the uh, comment section there. Damn it's
2: Friday. That's, that's still a pretty decent movie, I'd say.
1: Well, that's <laughs> the only only funny thing about that movie was just that line. That's because Nathan used to say it all the time, and I just thought it was funny when he did it. All right. all right, on to Golden Distant Knowledge. So, all right, three, two, one, action.
2: I imagine I'll probably be bombarded with ads throughout. So, once again, I may be like, hey, give me a timestamp real quick of where you guys are. And I can.
0: I had to play mine ahead of time to get rid of them. I hope it doesn't pop back up because I know sometimes yeah, even when you yeah. do that, you play it ahead of time and you go back, it'll do it again. It's like, you better no. not because this one had about 30, I right. think.
1: I would so, love to, love to, you know, and, and David Weiss who wrote the teleplay, who's no longer with us, but he wrote some of my personal favorites of the series as well, like uh, Betrayal of Stratos. Um, you know, how, like the the logic in using Zodak in this series, because you just I would love to have, like sat in like a writer's meeting or something like that. and How they decide, you know, in this episode, like they're kind of like given like some toys, upcoming characters and vehicles from Mattel. Like, Here, there's some upcoming characters, which you might feature in some of them whereas Zodak was used sparingly only in season one but it just kind of i would love to have known people's like logic and like i want to use Zodak in an episode you know because he's used in the search uh, uh quest for a uh, search or quest quest for he-man uh this one of course and um am i missing one joe
0: I'll be honest. I thought I remembered three. I, the, the thing is, I'll just yeah. be honest about this is, I mean, I was always so excited when Zodak would pop up and this was my least favorite appearance of him. Cause there wasn't really much for him to do. Am I saying he did more in the other ones, you know, like a little bit, but I mean, it just felt more important. This something just felt off as a kid when this episode would come on. I remember I never got excited and again, Curtis, not being a dick <laughs> to you and I'm not doing it. I just, I don't, so I know what you're saying. Oh, fuck off Joe. But, um, I don't know. Every time I watch it, it's just so many things felt off to me. I mean, and as when we get to those parts, you'll see what I mean. But I mean, like even the part when the Sorceress is going to talk to Adam here in a second, how she has to make mention of how she is doing it and why it's like, okay, we've seen this communication before. Why is it feeling so force fed? But it's, it's just when it starts happening later. Do I like the idea of other cosmic enforcers? Eh, You know, it's fine. You know, I like Zodag being, of course, the main one. And it is cool to see other cosmic enforcers. But, Something about this episode just always felt strange to me. Which, like I said, we'll get to when it comes. But well, I,
1: I will say this: like I am not a fan of uh, expanding a lot of the characters. Like that's why I've always been a fan of Zodak being the one. It it, it takes away. That's why the whole King Grayskull thing and the shitty classic spot of having multiple His unique fans, purpose
0: or, of being the cosmic. Yeah, it takes away the, the significance
1: the of that character. Like I don't want to see a race to web stores. Or uh, a, a race of beastmen. Like I just don't want to see that they are the only ones. That's what makes them special and unique. That's why Skeletor hires them. Um. And uh, but I, I get why Curtis would like that idea because he had Kevin Sharp, our beloved friend Kevin Sharp, do a commission of a of Xanthor as a as a cosmic enforcer. Which I understand that. And I get why some people in the classics bios like like the idea of having like a green like lantern. Green lanterns.
0: Yeah, but yeah. still,
1: it's just like it ain't, it ain't for me and that's why I feel like it's a personal preference there. Um, and just the golden disc of knowledge itself, I feel like took away a lot of the Importance of Grayskull, which like,
0: we're gonna get to, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll admit, that's the only thing I thought was kind of crazy was Grayskull looking nuts. I remember his kids, like, "Oh, that looks freaky." But you're right. When we get to the whole idea behind the golden, you know, discs of well, knowledge, it just— I mean, uh, thanks. The, be-
2: the sorceress is throwing a far-out party. That—that's what's going on right now. <laughs> I will
1: say anything that takes place at night around Castle Grayskull gets an A plus. Like whatever's going on, though, it's always epic when. You see the beautiful oh, purple skyline around Grayskull. Like it just, it just kicks so much ass. Like action sequences and Iron He-Man are always the best. We're seeing some kind of uh, similar animation that was in Daymar Demon
0: when
2: the the castle. There. I mean, I actually appreciate these trippy visuals with these creatures.
0: I hated them. I, I'm not being a dick again. I swear I'm not. I just, I don't know. They felt weird. Like, oh, God, the hallucinations, the holograms. You know, it's, it's like I, don't, I did not like them. And, I God, am I sounding like an ass? I'm not trying to be. It funny. does
1: kind of set up uh, Xanthor as, like, okay, if you're trying to atone, but you want to scare the shit out of everyone to get your attention, like, it kind of, like, I get why they're doing it because this is meant for kids at the time. So you're 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 trying to set up the kids. for so like, oh, my God, like, the, the castle's haunted. I get what they're doing it, but it kind of, it, you know, it takes away, like, his whole approach of, like, I'm trying to get your
2: attention so that way I can, you know, you know what? I'm just, make I'm, up for I'm, my I'm, misdeeds. I'm going to banish both of you to the phantom dimension.
0: No, no, I mean, see, here's the other thing, which you're going to start seeing here soon for those that remember this episode. I think what got me annoyed as a kid was how... Like, the Sorceress, and Zodak, and Battle Cat, and, or, it's like, everybody is being, like, it seemed out of character, like, they were being asses to Xanthor, meaning, like, they wouldn't forgive, and it seemed out of character, like, He-Man's the only one that was willing to give him a chance, a second chance, which, the moral of the story is that, which is great, you know, try to give people a second chance, but it just seemed like it was out of character for the Sorceress, for Zodak to, like, they almost didn't want to give him that other chance uh, until He-Man, you you know, made it a point, I didn't like that,
2: but you gotta like think it. though that like they actually have the history with him to to see the effects of what he had done, you know? Zodak more than anything. Uh, but, yeah, that's what, I, that's what Zodak I'm saying. More. Like that,
0: the sorceress is like they're closer. She's always so sweet. She's nice. She's understanding. And there was just a way it felt uh, uncompassionate. I just didn't I, like you know, how the sorceress. But acted. even
1: it's just I, 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 know, I kind of feel like they should have been left up more to Zodak to be yeah. Zodak, how he the sorceress like. She's always portrayed as a motherly character to everybody. Right. Like a much more uh, uh, there's an understanding with her. She should not quote so quick to, right? You know, unleash the beast on people. Like she's she she has 2 opinions. them it filled
0: out a character? Didn't it for her? It, now, it, yeah.
1: it does. Battlecat. Yes. I'm like I'm not surprised for Battle Cat's character to be portrayed that way. But uh, I felt like Zodak should have been here. I think given a little bit more to play around with to kind of. Uh, play up the importance of, like, yeah, dude, I, this is a big, like, you know, it, it shouldn't have been just strictly he Like, I think they should have added an extra layer of of danger to, like, Zodak really is very hesitant about this. Like, I know you've only got so much time in a 22-minute episode for kids, but I felt like it should have it should have taken away that uh, that screen time from the sources and give it to Zodak to kind of build up that, that Xanthro is crime was really really bad you know and you don't have to elaborate but in in you know to intensify the tension of like can he-man trust this guy
2: but even back to joe's point about and even yours as well about how the sorceress is sort of like the the nice one the motherly i feel like even the people that exist like that there's got to be at least one person in the world that really like triggers something for them to make them like seem a little out of character
1: Well, and I'm sure, but I felt like this is probably not the time to add the sorceress in as someone who's skeptical. This should have been, like, Zodak is aware of this conversation and immediately shows up to Skull. You know, he's, he's alerted to the presence that he's communicating with the sorceress. Like, he's like, all right, what the hell is going on here? What the hell are you doing here? Like, immediately ready to, like, put the hammer down on this
0: guy it just felt like a lot of stuff just pretty much... It's it just like, it came so quick. If this is something that happened so long ago, and all of a sudden now he wants to atone for it, and these things that are supposed to be so important, that had all this knowledge, like, now you come out of nowhere? And then when we eventually make it to Snake Mountain, and you see where they're at, and how Skeletor you know, tells the story of building Snake Mountain with them, it's like, okay, these things are so freaking powerful. It's like, why wouldn't we have known about them earlier? It just seemed... It seemed rushed. Something just felt... The whole episode felt off. I mean, I, I love, it. again, Zodak, myself, I always loved him showing up. This episode, not much to him. Xanthor, like you said, yes, other cosmic enforcers, some people wouldn't like it, some might. And I can understand why Curtis would like it. I mean, it is cool, but I, I just, man, I just remember as a kid, I just never got into the episode. Everything just felt strange, including when, when we get to Snake Mountain, we get to the part, I'll mention it. Just there's things I'm like, now and what? I don't know. I questioned so much as a kid, and it always stuck with me. So, I'm not trying to be a downer. I will downer say this. I think,
1: I think Xanthor would have been written better if he was turned human with no powers. To, to be a, you know, an actual human being, that you, in, in, I mean, if you, you screw this up, you know you go back to being the phantom. I mean, I mean, we kick your ass, but to make him human, give him no powers, and really play up the fact, okay, now you've got all your morals, you you got everything a human being would have, we're going to see if, if you are just as tempted to realign with Skeletor or turn on He-Man or take the disc and run off on your like i think really playing up how vulnerable he is as a man in, in the temptations of of being immortal like,
0: i guess that's why not- they left it then at the end you know like where he's still in his phantom form and Skeletor promises oh you give me the disc back i will give you that human form so it's like the still- that, that, that
1: whole discussion meant, meant nothing after he's already been told, even the Skeletor doesn't know that. Like Skeletor, I've already been offered the chance to go back to normal. Like you got. To, you know, that's why I felt like this should it's give weird. Skeletor more to work with. Well, at least and this show a lot of time does not have continuity. There is a lot of continuity which is why there's so many artifacts that are almighty powerful. Which really, Gray Skull should be the definitive source, even above the Star Seed. You know, the Golden Discs. Pick your poison, whatever your, your 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 favorite artifact is in Master of the Universe and She-Ra, like Gray Skull should be the I mean it's the source of She-Ra's power, the source of He Man's power. Between the two series, there should be nothing. Nothing between the two shows that is more powerful than Castle Gray Skull itself. I mean, you cannot argue that. Have artifacts that have great power and, and all and, and so on and so forth, great weapons, but they should not be built up uh to supersede Grey purpose on the show.
0: And the senses of, again, not being an ass, but senses of cats and animals, they know usually intentions of people, and you have not only just a normal cat, you have Battle Cat, somebody that's imbued with the power of Castle Grayskull, you figure his senses would be a little better of knowing Xanthor's intentions, so that was just another annoying thing for me, it's like, Battle Cat won't let up either, of just not trusting, not trusting things, oh, you put me in in two traps when you'll say that later, it's like, really, it's like, he didn't do that, but uh again we'll get to the part and you'll see what i'm talking about when we get to the part with um these discs here the things that made me think what the hell you guys
2: want to throw me a a timestamp real quick let me know where we're at we're at uh, 11
0: okay yep we are pretty much right on par curtis is going to unfriend me now on facebook (laughs) Sorry, Curtis. Love you, man. <laughs> hey, you found out they're fakes. And it's like, well, why'd they be fakes? And like, oh, well, Skeletor, you know, there's somewhere else. But then that's the thing. It's like Skeletor is already. He knew that, oh, it's here, and here's a trap. I'm like, but how and when and what? It's like everything was just so damn convenient. It's almost like he felt like, oh, we knew you were coming, and here we go, and I'm going to trap you. I don't know. And uh, uh, Why does this talk so I, hard, I, got I was so just going to say Grim 2
2: has a point that, he says cats aren't clairvoyant. I, I think dogs read people better, Joe, so.
0: Oh, okay, thanks. Well, I know when I had a cat a long time, ago, a little old fucker, he knew when I was upset or angry. I mean, son of a bitch, how many cats talk, Grim? I'm going to choke him. I'm going to punch him in the fucking throat. Sorry, Grim. Wow. God damn, it's a magical cat that talks. Oh, sorry. Back to you, Tyler.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I really feel like I, I think the whole ploy of having fake discs should have been swapped for the actual real discs. Because I it almost it, the, the items itself, too, like saying that Skeletor used this stuff to kind of benefit himself. I kind of felt like there's statements that kind of overhype something that really doesn't pay off that much. Like do you none know the discs help Skeletor build Snake Mountain? Eh. I, I kind of, I just, I, and there, and I don't also buy the fact that the horde resided in Snake Mountain either. So there are certain things of formation. I'm like, I don't subscribe to those. Well, I mean, that, that's ideas. probably why
2: uh, when we read it in the trivia, like it, things like these are mentioned, and then ultimately kind of just forgot forgotten about or kind of. Well, off and that's
1: and that's what happens in a lot of these shows. Yeah. A lot of these items are are hyped up, and you you like what you like, you know, and uh, but it, it just kind of for a Skeletor to hold on to something that's so sacred and no one else bothered to take it from it. I mean, I guess now, obviously we're, we're, we're being a little, little too tough in terms of like pointing out certain things, but an item that is hyped up by the dialogue and what we're given here is just stuff that I just could, you just, I can't help but notice as I'm sure people will point out plot holes in various other episodes as well. But, um,
0: I, I mean that's I kind of why
1: I've always I just,
2: get it from like all right let's go into the the standpoint of as a kid you're watching
0: Skeletor scared as these fucking things that yeah that's
2: something I gotta call foul on is what well. he's in yeah. Snake Mountain the most you know frightening
1: place on the planet like ah eh, I gotta call foul holograms on that one
0: there. fuck that's my weakness <laughs> just, oh, which they God. did the
1: same thing in the Secret of Greyskull too where they got Skeletor Cobra Khan, Clawful and Tractor all scared to death of of uh, ghouls and ghosts in Castle Greyskull which I'm like ah. Eh. I don't buy yeah. that
2: either. And I, I was going to say, I get seeing, like, if you're watching it as a kid, how we are 14 minutes into this thing, and action-wise, there's not a whole lot going on right now, that it could be sort of boring to a kid.
1: And there were some episodes that, and Joe's already said it, there are certain episodes for me as a kid I didn't enjoy as much. There's some that I grew to love as an adult, some I'm still kind of indifferent to. And some I've loved as a kid and still love as an adult. So it's it's a mixed bag of emotions on, on a lot of episodes, but it just kind of depends on what you've taken a life. Like Negator, I thought sucked as a kid. I love the character now as an adult. But th- this is why I, I really wish that Xantha was, was, was mortal. And maybe may a bit of a sorceress or something like that, which is why he was given the duty of guarding the Golden Disk. Because we're, we're not, you know... I just, I kind of th- feel like that his gift of mortality could be easily taken away from. This is all about testing. Like, he's giving his powers back. Are you really going to use your powers for good and get and get the golden disc back? Are you going to take on Skeletor? Or li- like, I just felt like there's so much you could play with with the character. And there was the claw arm. We just, we just passed it.
2: I guess Joe's falling asleep over there now. Kind of like, I, w- like <laughs> I was doing when I was watching so SummerSlam before I came in to do the show.
0: <laughs> oh. I guess the figures look cool. I mean, if anything, Curtis, you know, seeing other, you know, cosmic forces as figures is cool. I just, I don't know, man. I hated being so down on this episode. Why? And then when Skeletor, eventually you're going to see him pop up here after, of course, you know, hey, He-Man knows, hey, this might be the marker. And then he starts smashing to go down and down. But when Skeletor does what you're going to see in a little bit, at one point, I think, okay, what happened? Where did Skeletor go? But then he's going to pop up somewhere else. But I just... I don't know the whole thing. You're going to find out why it's going Snake Mountain. And I don't know. Just... <laughs> Nathan, go ahead. Because I don't want to sound like why? a downer, goddammit. But... Why? Well, it, but... It, that's but that, that's see, a good that thing, that though. Does. Like,
2: it's a good thing to actually have that perspective from Joe every once in a while. Joe, you, you can't just... Like everything, like if you don't, I- Joe just can't
1: be the lovable teddy bear that everybody comes to because he's gonna like everything, you know. Whereas, you know, it's, you know, I, I feel like there's things that can be improved on this episode to make it better. Like, yeah, I, I which I, I do feel like in Snake Mountain, just like the uh, the how it's portrayed in Golden Books, where the snake on Snake Mountain is actually alive, like. I think Snake Mountain should have a large snake in their summer. Of course, this is not a giant snake. It's like the same kind of like fish serpent that we see in multiple episodes. But um, I'm fine with Skeletor having a massive snake that he probably feeds, you know, prisoners to or something like that. But Snake Mountain, I, I I'd say it's, yeah, you know, it's a throwaway line why it was named that way. Um, I'd say more. But you or less mean like right there, frightening like, as don't... hell.
0: Yeah, because, like, you know, when Skeletor's, you know, there and there's the disc, but he brings the snake up, you figured, I thought Skeletor would have been guarding by the discs, but just nobody was there. Then, of course, Xanthor gets him, but then that leads to the whole thing here, the deal. If you do this for me, I'll give you this. And, but you see, Xanthor is trying to do the right thing, which is good. Like I said, the moral of the story is... I did like, because I always believe you should give people a second chance. You know, th- just, if somebody did something bad, you hope they do it right, but like how He-Man you know, He runs at home at the end, but if they keep doing it, maybe it's somebody you don't want to be around. You know, like he's trying to say, there might be a bad crowd, there might be really bad eggs out there, but otherwise, it's nice to give people a second chance, but uh, just something was really, like, like you said. Whole and, like, I'm I'm s- this whole
1: sequence here, this should be strictly between Xanthor and Skeletor. He-Man, Battlecat, Cat, Orko, they should be still fighting the evil warriors somewhere else. Like, they get lost, Xanthor knows where they're at, because he, he's in Phantom. He knows where they're hidden at. This whole sequence should just be nothing but temptation on his part. Like, Skeletor playing up the fact that, you know, I can do more for you. I can, I can provide you with more power. Give me the disc, you and I will roll it out. Gall- like, there's so much more you could play around with.
0: No, they could. I think that, the, you know, like, have you seen how He-Man grabbed Oracle's mouth? Like, hey, xanthor has got to do it on his own. Like, again, that was probably them, you know, Putting forward the message and moral again, if you're going to do something, it's got to be within your heart to do the right thing. So that's probably their way of making him say it so we could hear. But otherwise, I know what you're saying, but I think they had to slam that moral into our face a little more. But of course, at the end, he basically says everything we just thought. So, I mean, I like that. Yes, he did the right thing then. And then is honored now, you know, Zodak with now knowing there's a lot of evil throughout the cosmos. He's going to need somebody to assist him. And then, you know, Xanthor becomes a cosmic enforcer with him. I mean, it's 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 yeah. cool, at least towards the end. Just, uh, you know, I just I wanted more. There was especially when I was I always loved Zodak so much. I wish he had a big prominent role, but I know they wanted to focus on this character in this story. Just there was a lot of things that were off. It's like we said, it could have been better. I give it a three. I just um, <laughs> I don't know. I used to real I was just I mean, no, as a kid, I was always so disappointed when the episode came on. I remembered I just I think I changed the channel. I
1: just. I... I mean, I mean, so I, I, there was... were certain shows I watched as a kid that I would see that title card or recognize, and I'm like, "Oh man, it's that episode!" Like, damn it.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get this here in a second, and you can kind of see Orco going off like Joe does sometimes, just mile a minute with yeah. his words.
0: Right. Well, there's a another cosmic enforcer. <laughs> cool action figure. Yeah just taking a drink
2: i don't know i I, i'm kind of with the people on this one i like the idea of there being more than one i don't want it to be like oversaturated you know we don't need like vk wall street over here being a cosmic enforcer but like i like the idea that there can be more than one
0: yeah there we go here's
2: joe throwing a fit and then yeah, he knocks so his tablet over motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, good moral. I mean, that's the only thing I could say about the episode. Yes, it was a good moral. <laughs> and it was used they... again
2: in Betrayal
1: of Stratus, which was also written by David Wash. who wrote the teleplay for this episode. Coincidence? He loved... I
0: think not. <laughs> he loved those damn morals. Huh? And so yes, that's it. So, um, Curtis, again, no, really, thank you for suggesting that. Like I said, Will, if you guys give us suggestions on anything, whether it's a commentary or a mini-comic or a character you'd ever want to hear us talk about, go ahead. It's not like we're going to rip them all to pieces. just, it's honest opinions that's mine i wasn't a super fan but it was still nice to at least discuss that episode which i gave a 3 out of 10
2: Tyler what would be your rating Tyler
1: uh, i i probably give it a 4 damn um you know i i i'll go higher higher than higher than joe cuz i feel like there are some redeemable things in the show it's not an episode i revisit on my own um but it's not uh, by no means a horrible episode, and I probably... <laughs> Hold
0: on! Tyler! I cannot. Curtis finally jumped in because he was waiting the whole time for us to finish. He said, "Okay, once when I was five years old, my brother let me hang out with him and his friends. I was so happy, and then he told me Santa Claus wasn't real. Today is kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've just. Uh, I mean, people, we have just overhyped our heel stand even more so than last week. We have
1: been linked to being as bad as revealing the whole Santa Claus debacle. Like my God, people, Hulk Hogan in his prime in NWO could not be more heel than we are right now here. Like Curtis, God. did you give
0: us the thumbs down? Wow. Damn, this is great.
1: Man, Nathan, if we had the NWO thing, that now would be the time oh, to Oh, yeah, play, so dude. we can
2: go ahead and get a copyright strike from uh, World oh, Wrestling. Oh, yeah, and New I can famous. start playing guitar here
1: on my Power Sword and everything. Hey, I mean, I, I can
2: just like do a shitty version oh. of it, and you can pretend <laughs> to play I <I'd> am be like, bam, bam, bam,
1: Yeah, bow, yeah.
2: Bow. I can say, I am God,
1: you know. Just
2: like, oh, it's well, great. I. You know what? I, I'm going to... James gave this a seven out of ten. I'll kind of give the like. I'll I'll kind of meet in the middle a little bit between you guys. He's gonna give it a five. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. I I'd give it a either a five or a six. Now. You're struggling with that ring. I
1: know you are, Nathan, because I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to show up me and him with that ring.
2: My honest opinion on it is the the ending of it, of course, was a little lackluster. There wasn't, like, a lot of action. So looking at it from the standpoint of watching it as a kid, as I said before, it would seem kind of boring because it is very dialogue heavy. Now, I like the idea behind it. Uh, I know you guys kind of get stuck on like the, the discs and what they mean and things that they dropped here and there, but I, I just like, as a whole, I think the story is promising. But just between the ending and there not being enough uh, action in it, I I, I I think a 5 out of 10 or a 6 out of 10 is more than fair, because it's sort of a middle ground.
1: I mean, yeah, I can't argue that it, it's essentially it's an average episode. It's not offensive. <laughs> But it's also not something that I think a lot of fans can can walk away from and be like, and then it leaves like a mark on them of like, okay, that's part of the mythology. Yeah. When I think Master of the Universe, like, and you know, Curtis, I'm sorry about Santa Claus, but um, you know, we I warned you last week I wasn't a big fan of it. So if you were expecting anything else, like I, but I also purposely did not you know felt the need to be really ugly about because honestly i don't have a reason to be super ugly about this episode it's it's not it's not like watching you know some of the really bad episodes that are it's not like watching the island
2: i (laughs) will go ahead and say and i and i've actually watched that so i can actually get it yes it's not like watching yes it's not like watching the island i i like the the idea behind it the idea behind it's good it's just the execution was just kind of yeah, it was just there. Like, it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, but like you said, it's not something, like, other episodes that we've watched, like, if there was a Xanthor figure like, in his phantom form, it's, I don't think after watching that, it's not something I would want to, like, immediately go look for the classics, like I've done with some of the others. You know? Like, it doesn't leave much of an impression, but it's not it's not horrible. I, I enjoy it for what it is. But... And
1: that's why I said, like, the episode it you, you could... Re- reboot this episode and and give it more and still do it within the time frame that we're yeah. given. Like I I feel like you know I, yeah it could be redone a little bit do a little cu- cutting here and amping up and uh, really make it a good morality tale and it and people walk away from it you know even more. I mean, hell, James I'm sure could work well. Well, if you are, James already like thought it was that good, then you know
2: he probably wouldn't work that works. I'm gonna i lo-
1: I can make it a ten. I'm gonna 19. lock
2: it in as a, as a six. I'm gonna give it that mark because I think the the. All right, I'll go and give it. I'll go. Well, no, I'm. The say the story because there's, there's has there's... A, enough potential that it locks in a six for me. I enjoyed it for whatever.
0: Okay, that's still okay. And I still stick with the three. And Curtis, even though it's at the Q&A part, your question is quickly pertaining to this. He said, so can you answer who are the Council of Wise and the Overlords if the etern- of the Eternal dim- uh, Dimension? Well, the thing is, I don't know. And this is where, well, maybe Grimbot or somebody could pop in. I know that early on, and especially when they had some of the early literature, like some of the Books and shit I have. It said Zodak led the Council of Elders in the Hall of Wisdom before it came became Castle Grayskull. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was a way of them kind of like doing their mixing. If they were trying to say that was kind of like the Council of Elders, or this was a completely different council. I'll be honest, I didn't know how it was in the filmation cartoon if it was ever really stated. But I mean, I thought that was the first time I really heard of the Council of the Wise. Were they mentioned more, Tyler, than this episode? Honestly, like.
1: That that those kind of things were mentioned in the Bible that Michael Halpin wrote Gosh, to, to kind of give people an idea of what they need to follow and then after because as the but the, did the they always say
0: wives or was it elders because I always know they it's said elders councils, council elders. of elders yeah yeah, they, so that's what I, they, yeah these
1: I just kind of felt like you know it was written maybe their intention was it's the council of elders and maybe in this episode the intention was it's another group. You know because you know it's an ever-expanding world and match the universe that's why it's important to know that that you know there's a lot of characters out there that they're not just a bunch of the same same damn thing all over the place so like if your own mythology if you buy you like the idea of more of like multiple cosmic enforcers there's a council of wise there's a council of elders. like the the elders may supersede the wise because the wise are focusing on nothing but knowledge like uh, And for anybody
0: like, that might – I didn't mean to interrupt you because I was going to say really quick. For anybody that might wonder what the hell am I talking about, I'm going to send Nathan a picture that I'll have him upload here hopefully in a minute to give context of what I'm saying about Zodak being the leader of the Council of Elders in early, early stuff. So, uh, But you continue, Tyler. I'm sorry.
1: No, I, I'm just saying that there's you know, there's always a bit of uh, – um, what's, what's the word? Um, contradictory. Um, or Contradiction, excuse me, uh, And with a lot of the episodes. There's, a little, there's minor bits of continuity here and there, but for the most part, it's kind of like, as long as the writers kept the backbone of the mythology, I think they were pretty much just kind of given, because, I mean, there's so many people that were ancient, you know, enemies of Grey Skull that were imprisoned in this, imprisoned in that kind of thing. Some are memorable, some are not. Um, but uh, I, I think it was just not necessarily something that was specific i think it was just how this episode was written but i dare say if you want like the idea of, of multiple councils i say go for it if you like the idea of cosmic enforcers like a leg, a legion of or league of them and they all have answer to zodac or the answer to a higher power than that you can you can buy it just like how we don't buy into horde prime if you like Horde answering to somebody else it's it's definitely a great kind of mix and match with master theaters. that's why i always refer to masters is like to choose your own adventure books that were written in the 80s or 70s or whenever the hell they were published where you can kind of pick and choose the direction you want to go and you can do that with this if you want cobra kong to be a snake man and only a snake man you can do that um
0: sure. and, and this episode and just kind of provides uh, yeah. more of
1: those options so it's it's not us um curtis i'm sorry if you really if if, if we will we obviously disappointed you greatly and i'm sure you might lose sleep tonight um but uh, the intention was not to be ugly or harmful to you about the episode. But
0: as ugly you know, as we, I may have sounded, it, it wasn't. Love you, Curtis, man. Like I said, but just, but,
1: but but look, you know we a, can't apologize for how we feel on here because that's not the point of this podcast. You know, I've made a career on this podcast of people hating me because I am so vocal about my stuff, about my thoughts and opinions on the on the uh, mythology. No, say they now, now, if Curtis uh, had suggested doing you. the Star Child, I I don't I would not have been as nice or uh, Greatest Show in Eternia, or another shit episode. I tried not to think about too many of them. Or Temple, well, just of, the say, Tyler, Temple they, of the Sun. Temple of the Sun! Oh,
0: you. God. You know. No, they hate you. It's just passionate. Like I said, there's things we like, we don't like, and like I said, with this one, it just wasn't a favor. But there, Nathan popped up for the screen for everybody to see. Because like I said, like you said, a lot of that stuff that was in the series Bible that didn't make it into the cartoon made it into a lot of the golden book literature, coloring books. Yes, yeah, like
1: T.E. Scope, Biff,
0: Beastman, and Evelyn Powers yeah, the, being, you yeah, know... New Champions yeah. of Eternia. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff make it another literature but i just want to give context to that but uh yeah. well i guess now we will we'll move on to rat lore and then you guys can hit us with all our you know all the <laughs> questions you want and we'll be real honest maybe we'll piss you off maybe we'll get the dislikes up to match the likes on this episode well i've but, also uh, got
1: my list of 10 questions for you guys too to throw in here also yeah, yeah
0: right after yeah right after rat lore you could do Let, that oh,
2: yeah. uh, rat lore <laughs> man like uh tyler picked this character and i'll ask him why in a second and I, I just want to say straight up, I, every everything that I try to consume with this character, I'm like, he do, he's just there. He doesn't do much. I watched a couple episodes of She-Ra, and he's just there, and he doesn't do anything. I watched an episode of 2000X. Uh, what was it? Uh, I'm going to have to scan the, the episode list that you gave me here.
0: Um, well, before that, yes. Nathan, really quick, before talking about all that stuff, if you were to... Had the figure because you know that's probably our first experience to enjoy. Mm-hmm. What would that you have thought mine. as a? Yeah, as was mine too. I love the no, damn the, figure. I love the rattle sound, the, the, the gimmick of the head popping. The figure's
2: fantastic. I meant to actually go and grab mine from upstairs and bring it down here. Tyler, yours is, is yours pretty accessible on the shelf, or is he kind of?
0: Yes, we're actually yeah, right go, here.
2: go ahead and grab him. We can show them off. You can. Ah
0: oh, shit! I got oh. his tail wrapped around screws and fall off the shelf. Damn it! <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, he had a Joe moment. Oh, first uh, ever for Tyler. Everybody okay?
2: <laughs> God. He
0: better not broke. He's like, God damn you, Nathan. I just it's broke like playing cards my brother's hey, kid. It, it, it worked? Hey, it, it, this is
2: an awesome moment for the show. Is everybody all right, though? Nothing broken?
1: Yes, nothing okay. broken. Fortunately, just Shadow Weaver, the Super 7 version, and Squeeze, who's sturdy, and Gwiz- Rizlor, who's sturdy. They're the only ones that fell off okay. the shelf, so easily... Uh... But this Rattler is the one that I had... Since childhood, since uh around around the time my brother was born or right before. That's when I really got the snake man was right around the time my brother was born.
2: And you can actually And this the is the same Fox one I bought at Hills. Is
0: he a, is he a redneck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, neck. mine's not either. Mine's just like yours. I never even knew about a redneck until I got online. I was like, What? I didn't know so... about
1: rednecks so Jeff Fox with a camera.
0: But no, I loved the damn figure. I mean I just I got such a kick out of it. Even though like I said, Snakeface. Snakeface is my favorite Snakeman of all of them, but as for the gimmicks, I just got such a damn kick out of that. I just love blasting back the figures, but I agree with you, Nathan. You know, I mean, he has his appearances in comics and books, cartoons, and and like, okay, for like one, like, you know, The Battle Under Snake Mountain, or one... Uh, yeah, I think uh, that a very,
1: very forgettable yeah. book.
0: That was just, yeah, it was like, ah, just not much going on. I mean, he looked pretty damn cool. It was like, hmm... And, of course, Snake Attack, it's like, alright, he felt like, it, to me, it was like he was kind of second in command to tongue Lasher. Tongue Lasher felt like he was leading the way, and, you know, he did some things, or at least he was, like, getting the best of He-Man at one point, holding for Tung Lasher to turn him into, the, you know, stone or whatever the fuck he did to him, just to coat him in that shit to freeze him, but... In the cartoons, you know, filmation, eh. it was in MYP. I was like, all right, he's a general. He look, you know, it feels like he's a little more imposing, taking leads, but, but he um, still doesn't. I mean, I do guess that yes. Much.
2: I watched uh, Rattle of the Snake, and I'm like, all right, well, he's he's imprisoned. He,
0: he I like his portrayal better in MYP. Yeah, I'll be honest, But, uh, mation, but, but I it. was
2: just kind of bummed out because I was wanting to see more of this character doing things and, and just the bit that I consumed and I didn't get around to all of it. So maybe I did miss something along the way, but I was just kind of bummed out. I was like this very underutilized character from what I've gathered. So that
1: was that the only MYP episode? Yeah, you that watched? was the
2: only one I checked out. Yes.
1: There's your all mistake. Right. <laughs> Snake pit, which is the episode that, uh, introduces him, Cobra Khan and Zodak. Like Rattler's got a much more, um, prominent. Not that it's a massive fight, but you know, he's fighting Zodak one on one. He's fighting Tila one on one. I love his voice in Snake Pit. Like that that's my favorite like portrayal of Rattler is in that episode. His voice is perfect. He's very menacing. Like when he's like striking his head at at um Zodak and Tila, I just thought like it's just it's, it's really cool. Like they, they're trying to squeeze in a whole bunch of stuff and then hands it King hiss But um and then, right—I mean, Rise right of the Snake Man, You know, as we all know, one of the the greatest, like getting—it's it's the the biggest build-up, and then it's just like it's like a really bad hand job or something like that. <laughs> you know, just it's like, oh, oh, it's building, it Wait, wait, why did you pull your hand away? Oh, oh, oh no, man. Oh. That's uh, uh, Those you assholes know. taped over yeah, the game. Like basketball there for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's but but Rattler I will say was and and honestly all the Snake Men, you know they were all perceived as not simpletons, not morons in MYP. I just don't feel like a lot of times they were given the best stories. Well, if uh, if if we
2: were to take MYP completely out of the equation, then I I feel with Rattler you don't really have much of anything.
1: I I love Snake Attack and I and Joe and I have kind of touched on this before on a few occasions, but Rattler is mute and snake attack and i i would love if he was portrayed like that constantly as a mute character that you only know he's there before he strikes because his tail rattles and it was we all know like I mean, i'm sure a lot of people are this sca- snake scared the shit out of me i saw one in the lake yesterday had to get my brother and hit, and, and my nephew out of the water hoping to oh come i thought you us.
2: were gonna do a thing like uh what was it the thing that you did didn't you do something before where you ran away? For, was it a dog or something, and you left your brother behind? Oh yeah, when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, I thought you were yeah, going to say another thing like that. Got... I saw a snake, and then like I yeah. mean, I just like pushed my brother on the ground so the snake could get him, and I just took off. I thought that's where that was going.
1: No, as a kid, I probably would have done that, but not not as an adult. But but I, I like snakes scare us all, and rattlesnakes especially. Like you hear that rat- rattling before they strike. Like you see that in snake attack. And they make mention and, of
0: that. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah.
1: and I, I just thought, you know, as a kid, that was my essential portrayal of Ratlord because I didn't get to see him in the Shiver cartoon until I was a, a teenager or a little bit older. Um, so that's all I really had to go on, other than a few other mini-comic appearances and stuff. And he speaks in uh, uh, King, of the, uh, King of the Snake Men, but the, his portrayal, because that's the mini-comic he came with, was Snake Attack, that, that was the one that uh Tonguelasher and, and Rattler came with. It was a very prominent portrayal, like tongue Lasher, if he's going to speak, why not make him a, a bragging asshole, the braggart that Skeletor calls him, the guy that's just is so eager to appease King Hiss that he can kick He-Man's ass. And Rattler's there just because they're, they're buddies. They're they're a tag team. To work At together. least Rattler's
0: getting something done. Like I so said, first it's a very memorable, co- you know, comic cover for Snake Attack. I mean, oh, it's really absolutely. striking. Love it. Yeah, and then when he does, like I said, get He Man in that issue, it's like he is doing something. It's not bumbling. He doesn't feel well, like and, you know, and, he's and that a one panel shot that Bruce did,
1: where He Man hears the rattling and it's like there's a dark shadow over He Man's mm-hmm. face and then and grabs him. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. so beautifully illustrated. And uh I, I really wish Rattler was portrayed like that, much like how Beastman was mute in the live action movie, same thing same thing with Sora. Like having mute villains, it's one less thing to worry about finding dialogue for, but it, it maintains their stature as a legitimate battle. Well especially w- like, when I would, you I,
2: have a thing with Rattler so, as you said that like he he doesn't have to speak, like he's got that to speak more for him, you know, like the the rattling. Yeah, it, it, yeah that makes
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, that that fear tactic of like one of my favorite cards, and Rattlers unfortunately is very piss poor. But one of my favorite ones is the one with Tongue Lasher and, and uh, Cyclones walking through the marsh up waist deep, and and Tongue Lasher is like creeping through the marsh, getting ready to strike with his tongue. Like imagine being out there and you hear a rattlesnake out there, or even attacking Rio Blast. You know, because rattlesnakes out in the desert or something like that, like Rio Blast being uh you know ambushed by Rattler from behind a rock as you hear the rattling. You know, it's.
2: Damn it, man! I'm not as hard to write anymore this I'm shit? I'm not afraid of snakes, by the way. I, I oh, I am. Say that. Oh, I actually have. Uh, I, I mean, I'll go ahead and pop this picture up here too while you guys continue to talk. And I, I want to apologize because I feel like I've sort of dropped the ball on the rattler thing because I didn't check out. I didn't mass consume everything like I probably should have. You
0: know, you can't. it's well, yeah, okay. Then we
1: can kind of, we can kind of like. Uh, fill in the gaps, which I think that works out just fine. But, uh, but you
0: know, when you speak in Tyler on Ratlors like, uh, I mean, first you said Tongue Lasher's card art, which I did love, but Ratlors, I remember as a kid and even now, I always hated it because the perspective of how his head yes. was striking looked, yeah, it's so awkward. I'm Very like. Off. I don't like it, and and it wasn't Errol
1: like McCarthy it. doing the artwork, it was it was the guy who did, I think, the Snout Spout artwork because the art, the the look is very. You can similar, tell and, and differences
0: per- on some. Yeah. yeah, and the
1: perspective is awful. Snout Spout's also, I think it's, it's it's not it's not very good.
0: Um, One of my least favorites, yeah, is Rattler's card back art. We'll have to do that sometime. Maybe some of our favorites and least favorite well, yeah, card art. Because yeah. there's a
1: whole, there's a, I mean, there's more. Most of them are really good. There's very few bad ones. But Nathan had, uh, had mentioned something to while well, we were talking earlier this week about that that Rattler, like he's a member of the Horde. I said King of the Snake Man, you know, bridges that gap. And I, I like that. So you can almost like watch the She Ra cartoon first, go back and read King of the Snake Man from in there on it. And it kind of like, ties Filmation, He Man, She Ra, and then into the mini comics all together. Is so that way you do have a bit of continuity. Because I feel like there are certain times where they do follow what was essentially portrayed. And I like the idea. Because if you look at the. Uh, like some of the concept drawings were like tongue lasher. He was portrayed as a horde character, which is why he looks the way he does in the in the Shira series, and looks completely different in toy form and mini comic form. Um, but yeah, it, it's like soon as they're brought out of the, out of the uh, the pit in Snake Mountain, like Cobra Con's like your, your your spells aren't working. These are the snake men that work for the horde, and King has dresses them down for like we had no place to go. Like you know, horde gave us work. So I like that. I like that the fact that Cobra Khan even knew who they were. And almost as it been also, if we got to see in earlier Horde comics, Tongue Lasher and Ratlore, like attacking Grayskull like in Horde Act, The Ruthless Leader's Revenge. Like, how awesome would that have been to see those two snake men running alongside with Mantana, Leech, and Grizzlor? Like, oh man,
0: yeah, this snake attack is a this
1: here, people.
0: Yeah. Snake Attack, I mean, he had more of an impact and better performance in that than he did in the, what, six, seven episodes? Of yeah, she he Revenge was the ultimate battleground.
1: Him. Just generic throwaway henchman. Revenge of the Snake Man, generic throwaway henchman. Uh, King of the Snake Man, man, alright in that one. But uh, I, Snake Attack, that's his most shining moment. Snake Pit, I think, is his best episode. Um, overall, like, he's got some good moments. Like, Rile the Snake, I kind of like the idea of him building up a bit of a feud with Cobra Khan because they're kind of working together. When the Snake men are introduced. Um, so you kind of have that kind of.
0: God, audience. you got me thinking off horrible card back art. I can't get that out of my head after uh, doing that. I'm thinking. Oh, about it's a shitty card. Art. I mean, yeah. That would,
2: that would, uh, because I've seen stuff on other, like, YouTube channels, uh, specifically, like, Cultaholic, when it comes to wrestling stuff. They do tier lists where it, 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 like, has A, B, C, D, F. Or you can do it however you want. Like, uh, Maybe we could do that with the, the card back art, find a way to finagle that, get all of them, and then I can put it in a tier list. We should
0: do that maybe in the next week's – well, uh, whenever our next episode is, we could do some about uh, card yeah. back art. But yeah, pretty much that.
2: Yeah, we could do it. And, and I'll, <laughs> I'll kind of discuss about that when we get into the questions. I popped up that picture of me holding a snake. That was from uh, Woods of Terror. That was like a haunted –
0: Oh, i got to see it. it hasn't come yet. I got that 30 second delay. Oh, so uh, I, I did it hold on
2: to a snake too as a kid, but I
1: wasn't as, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I've just you know, snakes in general, I just find them oh. quite frightening. I, I've seen a few out in the wild. One almost attacked a dog. Yeah. So I was not, you know, that's, that, 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 that's where it, you go oh, with
2: Joe, I had already put it up and then, like, taken it down because FedMon was like, Jake the snake. Oh, Jake shit. the snake looks like he's only has six months to live. Oh, wait, that's Nathan. Ha ha ha. Oh, okay. He's no, got but, a million
0: of them. So, yeah. So, Rattler, I mean, yes. He is a great character. His portrayals weren't maybe the best in some canons. Some, pretty decent. So, yeah. It Lots was good. of room I for, for improvement. To... Much Definitely. like Golden yeah. Disk of Knowledge.
1: Lots of room for improvement.
0: Lots of improvement. So, um, now I'm going to pass it to Tyler. He's going to do something. He was talking about. You say it, Tyler, because I know nothing what's going on. But go ahead.
1: I just put together a random, this is kind of like spur of the moment, any questions about your all's personalities regarding he-man and it's, it's it's a quick like rapid fire like they're just things about your personality with he-man mm-hmm. and nathan if you don't have one you can throw in uh, another property that kind of fits the bill if you don't have one that that follows along with he-man like exclusively okay. like the first question is for you guys as fans the most exciting master of the universe moment whether it was getting a toy seeing an episode the most exciting moment that comes to mind regarding Master of the Universe for you personally, from childhood, adulthood, could be any time, could be anything. But what is the most exciting moment you could think of?
0: I almost have two that just uh, go together, and it's both okay. pertaining to my parents. Uh, one was just the excitement of Eternia because I remember it was it was snowing, it was real bad. Oh, you don't Tom have to get awesome. long-winded, Joe. Because we just kind of wrap it up. Oh, wrap it up! Let they him, tell, to him, let him tell the story. story. No, I'm but I took 100 though. miles an hour anyways. It was freezing outside. It was snowing. I had to go outside to get something, but I didn't have my boots. I just had my shoes. So I told my mom I'm going to go into the closet. She's like, don't open that door. And I opened the door. Bam, the of set was there. I lost my shit. But that was what I got for that Christmas. And it led to a sad story about, you know, other things that I got and just uh, whatever. But, you know, either way, it was, it was a great moment. And then uh, something else. But nothing bad. Nobody passed away. Nothing sickness. I can do that another time. And then my dad, when he said he was going to the casino in Canada, and I said, Hey, Toys R Us in Canada is supposed to have the new 2000 X figures before the, you know, U.S. Could you go look and see if they have? Them? He's like, sure. And he got back at like one o'clock in the morning. He came in, he was like, sorry, Joe, nothing. They didn't have. It. He's like, oh man. I was like, well, that's all right. Then I woke up to go to work the next morning, and bam, sitting on the kitchen table is all the 2000 figures or 2000 X figures that came out in that wave. So those are just two moments that stuck with me because uh, they're just memorable. That's all.
2: Um. That's what I was going mine, for. Mine, mine vary a lot because, as you guys know, this wasn't like my primary like go-to toy. Most of the vintage Masters toys that I had as a kid were uh, hand-me-downs or stuff we bought at yard sales. I was aware of it, watched the cartoon, but I didn't. There weren't a lot of like really exciting memories as a kid, so I think most of that came later on. I would have to say. Uh, seeing the intro for 2000x when it premiered seeing those figures on the shelf for the first time kind of gave me that that cool feeling and I guess I would toss it out there too because uh, I didn't really think about that property much so in high school when I went to Tyler's for that first time and he was so afraid to actually see all that stuff on display and like remember it it, it brought back those memories of having some of that stuff as a kid i would kind of that that would probably be like my most memorable thing was to see that there is cool. it was kind of like reconnecting with a piece of your childhood and here wow. we are now all awesome, these years gentle. later <laughs> excellent
1: all right we'll move on to number two it is your most underwhelming masters of the universe
0: moment Doing this fucking episode talking about <laughs> There you go, people. All right, Nathan, what's yours?
2: Uh, hmm. I it's shit, man. I don't like. I don't really have anything that was just super, super disappointing. Honestly, there's nothing that was just like a complete and total bummer to me about this. So far.
1: See, I would have said the power of Grayskull for MyP. You know, because when you read the synopsis, it was like. We're gonna hear, find out the history of Grayskull, and then it's a shitty King Grayskull. And you're like, shit, man! Like it was just, you know, that that or the Thunder King, He Man crossover. Like th- those were the first that came to mind for something like that. So something that 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 you you just felt like that was just very it was not worth what you or what what you thought it could be like. It could have been getting a figure as a kid. It could have been seeing an episode. I mean, like, seeing too bad for the first time. That was another
2: underwhelming. Maybe uh, it was just all those times that you and I would go into Walmart and just see variants all (laughs) the time.
1: And see another but Spin Blade and Smash Blade. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. right. The most expensive item you ever purchased
2: that was Master of the Universe. (laughs) Huh. Let me look over here at this classic shelf real quick. Um,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, all the vintage stuff was purchased. Uh, my parents purchased all the vintage. So I'm trying to think about, um, maybe, Me- yeah, Megator. That was when I had money and I was lucky enough to still get them for a decent price around 500. But yeah, I think, uh, Megator at maybe 500, I think. My, yeah. Okay. Mine be-
2: would be, uh, probably those pieces of the Attorney of playset that I got for you, actually.
1: I'm proud to be a part of that. Either, (laughs) either
2: that, that. or it would be. What's the? hmm, I'm I'm looking to see which classics figure I paid the most for. Uh, and I honestly can't remember now because it's it's been the prices on those things. They've all pretty much been like the, the. Those average for me. Those were averaging anywhere between like. Forty to seventy-five dollars. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's pr- there. I, I want to. Can I go back and change my most disappointing moment? It was sure. Pull, oh, rapid pull, fire. Pulling I'll the trigger ahead, on ahead. some of those and just having that sinking feeling in my stomach that I can't believe I just did that. So, yeah. You got gotcha. Wait, All wait, right, wait. J- Jason for? Havoc. Right. Why did you pay fifty dollars for Tuscador? He was still on Big Bad Toy Store when I got him like a couple months ago. You could have got him for. hey you know went to, to eBay yeah, you or something. could have got him for like twenty-five bucks. All right, go ahead.
1: All right, the most inexpensive item you've ever purchased that was He Man related.
2: The cheapest deal you ever got uh, on, on something you were quite proud uh, of. Tyler giving me Classics Faker for free.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I, I'm just trying to think of the cheapest. And I'm trying to do this rapid fire, but. God, oh, I, oh, it's okay uh, if you got to think. That's fine. No, I expect you guys to think a little bit. Like
1: you know, that, That's why I didn't tell you guys in advance.
0: Oh, did I get a deal? Um, yeah, I mean, I got free shit, too, but I'm not going to uh, say anything about free. Well, no, it's crazy. free, I mean, it's something that you're, that you're very proud of well, some, that you got well, the, the best deal actually, on, whether
1: it's free or not.
0: Well, well hell, somebody, and I still don't know who it is, who sent me that Mondo He-Man, which is, it's awesome. Those things are way out of my price range to afford now, and just having them in hand and in person. I mean, they got so many different accessories and interchangeable hands and details. So, the Mondo He-Man, yeah. Okay. The biggest misfire...
1: The biggest, like, man, that was it. Like that, that's it. Like the figure you got, you couldn't wait to get it. This figure sucks, or this episode, oh, it's gonna be great. Man, sucks balls.
0: Oh, when or it this came comic to expires, a lot. I mean, uh, we won't get into the comics because I'll lose my shit. But no, when it came to, oh, no, that, I guess what I say is the biggest missed opportunity. Like that, you just kind of felt like this, this could
1: have been so good, and it wasn't.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, no, I can't say, too. I was going to say, well, the one I didn't know about an opportunity is, like I said, when I walked into the store as a kid expecting to get more Masters of the Universe, when I'm waiting for, you know, Titus, Megator, Giganosaur, and Hero, and all them figures, and I walk in and I see new adventures, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I remember seeing He-Man, but I was like, this isn't He-Man to me. Like I said, I knew nothing of the cartoon. This is just me as a kid expecting one thing, and I see that, and I was like, I don't get it. So I was just pissed, but I mean, if we fast forward, and we think about classics, and we hear the hype of some of the great figures and characters we're going to get, and we keep hearing about an unnamed one, and we get that shit tastic whatever fucking trolling. I'm like, what is? That? I-, I just remember, I was like that figure was like it meant nothing to me. That is a big missed opportunity because it was worthless. But yeah, that's an excellent one, Joe.
2: I, I don't want to sound too much like Bozo here, but I-, I guess I would echo the New Adventures line, and uh. I hope we don't have to say the same thing about the stuff coming up. Honestly, that I I would I would throw my throw the I don't even know where I'm going with that. Throw like the, the Kevin Smith show or uh, like the new toy line uh, or yeah all of it. <laughs> it like, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: He man. He man oh, the future
2: has potential right. to be like the big. I, I mean, right. I I think it does have the potential to be the biggest misfire out of all of this because. We're all here doing this show. There's the other podcasts, Council of the first ones' podcasters of the Universe, Rose Google, all you guys here in the chat. like we're we're all here for this purpose, right? So when this comes out, if it just drops the ball, then the, that the, all those things could be the biggest misfire out of this entire property. I was trying to sit there and think because that was one that would kind of lead me towards like other properties. But then, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could say the G.I. Joe movies were a huge misfire. The the Bay, bay oh, Turtles. Yeah. All the... Yeah. It's yeah. A,
1: bay Transformers. Yeah. There's yeah. a shitload of them. All right. All right. Next question is the biggest mo- uh, mass the universe moment that met expectations. That, that you're like, oh, this is worth the wait. They're like, oh, this is as good as I thought it would
0: be. Oh, believe it or not, when I was waiting in anticipation for a new cartoon and the MYP cartoon came out and just to rush home from work, which was 30 seconds away because I worked right across the street from my house, and to make it home just in time, even though I had it set to record, and just to have that feeling again that I haven't had since you know my childhood, to watch a He-Man cartoon to see, will it be good, and I really enjoyed it, I mean, I, I was hyped for that, and and I wasn't let down with watching the cartoon, so I was really excited. And yeah, I always remember that moment. Cool. Uh,
2: I would say, even though ultimately I didn't end up liking it that much overall after a period of time, and this this strays from masters, I would have to say uh, how excited I was checking out the the two thousand was it two thousand three turtle show. Oh yes! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Uh, because uh, that and Masters coming back together around the same time, that, that was like a, a huge deal.
1: That was an exciting was. time because G.I. Joe was on the shelf at the same time as Turtles and, and He-Man uh, and Marvel Legends was running. So like, we were going going shopping for action figures a lot
2: that yeah. time. And now, I still have not seen an Origins figure, by the way. I don't know if they've shown up here. I went four days to Walmart this past week. Four days in a row, I went nothing. They had some AEW figures, but I'm like, I, I don't... I, I like AEW, but I don't <laughs> really want those. All right, go
0: ahead.
2: Okay. Uh, the most
1: embarrassing Masters of the Universe moment.
2: Doing this show. No, I'm kidding. Uh, hmm.
0: I'm, I, I'm just trying to think of what
1: could it be joe stealing you know uh someone's hordak or someone's shira as a kid could it be you know nathan uh you know knowing a certain wasn't... episode or something like that you know it could well, be funny,
0: anything is that, you know you, you're bringing that up but actually for me it wasn't embarrassing because like damn it i wanted hordak bad and just to steal something i mean i was a young kid i didn't know any better and i i made it right years later and got her her shira back but uh I still don't know if it was really embarrassing.
2: Ah, uh, uh, but... yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, the...
0: You go ahead, Nathan, because I'm still no, thinking.
2: No, I'm glad that Gavin in the chat brought this up. That music video, that now everyone has that perception that, like, with the rainbows and Prince Adam and doing the laughing and everything. Oh, I, I would yeah, say... That, uh,
1: whoever whoever created that son of a bitch. I would bitch. say
2: that that's up there. Any, anything that's that's come yeah. out that kind of, like treats it all, makes fun treats of it all like a big joke. Mhm.
1: Which is damn near everything from the Geico commercial to the grocery store commercial to He-Man and Skeletor playing dirty dancing together like what does yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. So I, you know all of us just making fun of He-Man. I would and would say I would all say
2: taking that and combining it with uh, The times over the years as an adult going into the store, not so much anymore, but definitely when 2000X and everything was going on, we were going toy hunting all the time and taking something to the register and that person kind of gives you that look like, are you buying this for yourself or do you have a kid? You look too young to have a kid kind of thing. Uh, anything like that?
0: I proudly admit. Yeah. That. I proudly admit that stuff. But I just thought of something. No, um, what is embarrassing is the treatment of them trying to make a movie. Meaning, constant for almost 18 years. Promise, it's going to happen. Everybody believe it. Here's a script. Um, here's this that's going to happen, and nothing, and nothing, and then the people keep thinking, oh, it's going to happen. And I keep telling everybody, calm down. It's been 18 years. Nothing's happening until you see that official trailer and it's in the theaters. Don't get excited. But the embarrassment is that constant treatment that. You don't know how to write a Masters of the Universe movie. They act like this is something brand new. They don't have a thirty years of over thirty years of history and some continuity and some stuff to go by. You'd think they're writing something brand new. So that it's an embarrassment that we haven't got this damn movie after eighteen years. So there, I guess that's mine. It took a while, sorry, but there it is. No, no worries.
1: And here's the last one: the most defining moment of you being a He-Man fan. Like, what, what, what do you want people to remember you as? as... Like this is what this is the most what you want people to remember you as
0: like, or what, what you're defines saying right you now as a human fan. What you know what defines me is is this right yeah. here, is knowing sure. that I've met you, and Nathan, and then everybody that I'm interacting with now, and that we're giving them something fun, even if it's time we sh- you know shit on things for just joking with people. But either way, it's it's this family feel and two great friends that I now know. I know I've never met you in person, but it's like you guys are family. And just the interaction with all the other fans, I just, uh, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. It really does mean a lot.
1: Cue Levy is like really emotional he-man music at this moment <laughs> when Joe's giving us this, you know, James, <laughs> dun, 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 or James dun, or Grandbot. you know, go back and uh, edit, edit that, that piece of music. You know which one I'm talking about when Joe yep. is giving that, you know. Oh, it's so, in like in Teela's Quest, when sorceress taps Teela on the forehead, go back and, uh, and put that music, or Nathan, insert that music into that. This would be great. And when Nathan gives his too. Um,
2: yeah it's it's similar to that i hate to be like bozone again but uh, yeah uh, being a part of this show uh, having to uh, and not just this uh, it goes with everything beyond retro capes commentaries whatever the meeting you guys in in the chat like having people want to actually mail me stuff or send me figures or t-shirts or whatever like I, i never thought i would be in a position where i would even be talking about masters universe ever really until they started dragging me in here a little more often and i was like all right damn it i guess i'll i'll do it every week but it's it's been a nice learning experience because i get to learn from two of the best and most knowledgeable people when it comes to this property and by that i mean when james is on the show or when grim 2 is in the chat um no i'm kidding uh yeah no it's it's that's what i thought it's it's been it's, you know it's been nice it's been wonderful actually it's cool to like it, it i look to it the same way how when friends of mine would want to get into professional wrestling and they would start to get into it and i would like tell them other stuff that they didn't really know and it would kind of like work in their brains and make them like think about this differently or Come up with these questions, or like I would have done this, or I would have done that, and I I get the same feeling doing this with you guys.
1: Tremendous guys, That's you good. you guys, you knocked it out of the park with it. With their, I just thought it'd be a fun thing to do to kind of. pick I you like guys. I like those questions, sir. I like that. That yeah. was pretty good. It wasn't too hard, was it, Nathan?
2: No, it wasn't. See, I I thought when he told us this, it was actually going to be like trivia, like we do for you guys, just to make me and Joe look like schmucks and tyler to look vastly superior to us so that's where i thought it was going but oh, i do that on
1: the rest of the time i'd like give you guys a break yeah, anyway right. and just uh it
2: was,
1: oh, it was pretty cool oh yeah, guys
0: i like that man i like that well dude, dude. Oh, good. I, like I hope that. the listeners
1: enjoyed it too I hope maybe that kind of uh Inspired you to kind of think about your own uh, personal defining moments of the of Oh in, yeah. In,
0: oh, they in, were coming yeah, yeah, like were. crazy while we were doing it, but there were okay, so many. Cool. Yeah, I can't see, so it, it's good, well, good to hear that. Uh, to go back and catch that. up. There's, there's one in
2: here a- that says uh the way Mattel distribute their figures is pretty embarrassing. So oh
0: oh, <laughs> put that one on the wall. Yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. but for you guys in the chat room right now, if you have any questions for us, whether it pertains to cartoon, mini comics, toys, anything you want, shoot them here right now. And in the meantime, Nathan, is there anything you want to read? Was there any questions from a past episode or something you want to say? while yes. they'd be popping up there is now.
2: we got plenty of comments here. Uh, we got this one three hours ago from Steven Brick. I'm out on the origins line. I'll stick to my guns trying to get a full classic set. Tyler has a point here. They do kind of look like cheaper classics knockoffs. I do uh, I do like some of it, but I don't see myself recollecting a whole new line when I'm not totally blown away by it. I love Monstroid. I wish they will eventually release it in classics. Great show as always, guys. And uh, Steven also says he can't wait to see my new setup, which I'll I'll go ahead and give you guys a, a heads up on that. I guess the everything's sort of got pushed back a week in terms of closing and moving so expect an episode i hope anyway and i'll update if anything changes between now and then but expect an episode next sunday and i'll still be here in this spot the following week which would be sunday september 6th September september 6th don't expect an episode that week and then the following week on the 13th we we should come back if all goes well i will give updates i've thought about maybe doing something weird and recording video and doing like a vlog so you can see me like setting up a uh, new displays and how i'm gonna put shit around we'll see how it goes but uh th- that will be the schedule okay. episode next week more than likely no episode the following week and then we'll return on the 13th of september um let me read another comment here uh captain chronic uh, we already mentioned this that the uh, the wizard of stone mountain episode so we will do the commentary for that
1: brilliant episode uh
2: jason bell uh on episode oh well it was last week's because there were some in here that are comments from episodes in the past those 2000x figures sucked come on y'all
1: yeah. Well, I I, yeah, and I told him I said if you're talking about the variants, you can get away with that, but you can't sure. either, I mean the original character designs, no. I, I, I will argue to the death.
0: Two thousand X did a fantastic, fantastic yeah. job. All original sculpts, not really. Stax- I mean the st- uh, the, the two other statues and
1: the stactions, like you cannot argue. The stactions
0: are insanely uh, awesome. My god, the detail on those things, I mean they're just beautiful, but you're right, variants ridiculous but otherwise shit show hell of a job
1: of that. uh yeah exactly punchy man samurai skeleton get the
2: hell out everything of everything else was uh, mostly just more comments blue haired lawyer tyler's like okay. simon on american idol you needed somebody like that on the show somebody has to be the heel so to speak i always appreciate nate and joe's opinions too nobody wants an echo chamber as for origins, I get where Tyler's coming from. I prefer classics, and I don't think anything can top them. But my disposable income is limited. I've never owned Ninja or Clamp Champ, so $15 origin versions trump $80 classics from eBay, which I, I totally, totally understand that.
1: Okay. And it's about All supporting two right. of the lesser-known characters. Who, damn it, they that if, if I if I had my choice. It'd be no no man in arms and beasts I man, it'd be clamshamp and ninja on, on, on like current merchandise and stories. Like it was like the hell with using the same damn characters over and over again. So Blue Hair lawyer, lawyer, you got a bright future ahead of you in this community,
0: dude. <laughs> well, um, I think we have a first question, and Adam Gabbard, good question. Tyler, Joe, and Nathan on a scale between one and ten, with zero being horrible and ten for excellent what would you give for the excellent work for the groups of masters of the universe figures from the past till now? Well, I always give my vintage a 10. I can't fucking have anything wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. When it came to new adventures, honestly, as a kid, a fucking zero, I thought they were ridiculous as an adult. I I appreciate these sculpts. I'm like, again, it's like they did a fantastic job. It's like they had such a variety. I say about 8 or 9 because it'd be great if they had more. I wanted more of them after I started getting them. Um, 2000X? Okay, sure. Some of the poses on some characters are a little annoying. So maybe that's what would stop me from giving them a 10. I give them a 9. The Stactions, I give a fucking 10 because they're incredible. But as for the 2000X figures, I give them a 9. Classics you're getting the best of everything you're getting the looks you're not getting the action features So you could just almost say a ten there if you wanted to be somebody that wanted action features you give a nine But um when it came to origins I still I'm waiting for more shit to come on later because right now I'm in pissed off mode with a lot of them So I'm just gonna bite my tongue and wait on saying anything about those but yeah pretty much definitely tens on vintage nine on 2000x about eight or a nine on new adventures and a nine or a ten on uh classics what about you tyler
1: 10 for vintage 10 for new adventures i love the posability i love how they look uh nine for 2000x because i love the original sculpts and there were a couple of variants that like i always like jungle attack he-man i thought it looked really cool he-man with a bow with a rambo look i just hated the pose, the I hated
0: that the pose sucked, like to...
1: but but the character looked awesome sure and, Sure. you know i will say yes they were notorious for clogging the shells but um smash blade and spin blade like you see that that power con uh print that kevin sharp did with those two characters like oh my god he
0: uh, had that damn comic or something that well then? yes but i will
1: say of all the variants well, and then in battle battle armor heme or battle sound he which should be called battle armor heme instead of battle sound. Those two look great, but other than that,
0: you know, ice armor was pretty cool. I did like ice armor
1: was cool too. You know, yeah, that was uh, I think that was one of Kevin's. I remember he told me specifically he really liked that one. Look but at you guys! Give I it, give it well, an ice armor, it,
2: stealth armor, giving some love to the variants yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah. But well, that well, shitty once I got because I, I, I told I,
1: I told him uh, I said. I think it was like 90% of the variants were absolute shit. You know, there was a couple. Jungle Attack always comes to mind because I always thought, look cool, even though the posing was terrible. And of course, Classics is a 10, and Origins is a uh, is a Classics knockoff uh, that is everything that Classics was, just cheaper and poorly done. So it gets a zero because it's just repeating the same damn thing with less quality, and they want you to pay 15, 20 to 30 dollars for something that's less in quality. So eat my ass,
2: Mattel. <laughs> Ten, ten, 10 for vintage. Uh, ten for new adventures. Just because, uh, the the looks of those, I I, I like that they were vastly different from the vintage line. They they yeah. were trying something new. It didn't it didn't click for a lot of people. Other properties were taking off, doing better at the time. Makes sense. Two thousand X. Uh, I would give it a higher grade, but I'll give it an eight because the variants really killed that line for me. Uh, classics are a ten. How, how can you not, as an adult who just displays these things, classics for me is the ideal line. Origins, uh, I'll meet in the middle, give a five. Uh, I it, It's lazy, but the fact that at the price point that they're at, it's cheaper for a lot of people compared to classics that don't want to get into that. They have the, the posability that you can do more with them than you can over the vintage, I'll give it that. But uh, the laziness of it and... The, the quality overall is, seems cheaper to me than what we've had in the other line, so I'll give it a five.
0: All right. Um, Gavin the Nerd had a random question. It said If he was still alive, taking away the tragedy, too. Which Masters of the Universe character would Chris Benoit be in the Masters of the Universe WWE Universe? I mean, ballsy I, I, I mean, hey,
2: like I, that's, I wow. no, I, 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 mean, I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, if someone wanted to really be a dick, they'd be squeezed. But yeesh, uh, e- sorry. Oh, Anaconda device. That's. I, fun, I want to, I, but... I want to say this. Like, I hate when because I wasn't i was in alaska at the time and barely had internet access so when i saw that i was like holy shit because he was one of my favorite wrestlers like Mine too. not a not a great promo but that dude was so intense in the ring and he, he just he actually believed <laughs> everything that he was doing and that, that sucks i know there's some people that are like i can't go back and watch his matches i'm watching an episode of nitro or an old wcw pay-per-view and he comes out i don't skip his matches but i'm also not going to forget about what happened either because that was like a terrible thing so if we look at it strictly from just the standpoint of remembering who he was in the ring and everything
0: uh you know what for me i have it off the top of my head because he's short and stocky had a flying headbutt and i think of ram man with like ramming forward you know short stocky strong I'd make him if he was to do the WWE Universe crossover, like a Ram Man type character. I know he's a great submission artist too, but I don't know. That's something I'd say just came into my head quick, just because of short, stocky, strong, and you know, of course, that flying headbutt stuff.
1: I'd make him a villain because Chris was great at playing a heel. Like I, I, I thought he was. I mean, even if he's he was a babyface for a good portion of his WWF career and even WCW, but I, I thought he was a great heel, like when he came in with the Radicals and kind of split off and defeated with the Rock and stuff like that. Like Which I, character, I bought... though,
0: would you do as for a villain? What would he be?
1: <sighs> probably.
0: It's kind of tough to yeah, think, no, isn't it? it no, does. No, it makes you tough. really think, you know?
1: Yeah, I, but I, it, pro- it probably would have to be a Snake Man. Pro- probably uh, Rattler or, or Tongue Lasher. Probably Rattler. I, 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 and not because we did, but I just kind of think like, you know, he was a submission specialist. Snakes submit their, vil- their, their prey. Yeah. So, Chris would have to be, oh, dude, I'll make him king his.
2: That, that, that sounds <laughs> hey. better. I yeah, mean, well, yeah, I had my, my yeah. asshole answer based off of what happened. But, yeah.
1: But I like, I like Chris Benoit's match is still, it's it's hard not to think yeah. about it, but it does. It's I hate same it. Same thing like with wrestlers who died to drugger, Like, I don't do drugs. I never have. Don't care to, but doesn't take away the fact, uh, Mr. Perfect is by far the best person in the ring. And blow, you know, he had you know, cocaine overdose, whatever. Miss Elizabeth, same thing. Like I, I try not to think about what people did in their personal lives, even though killing a child yeah. and your wife, yeah, that
2: kind of that, that, big,
1: that biggest ultimate yeah, sin. That, it, it is a Bob dr- over yeah, drug that, overdose, he, yes, yeah, but,
2: that's, that's it over the top.
1: But still, I, I, try, I try not to think about what people did in their past past time and separate that from their work in the ring. And Benoit, I try to treat that the same way, even though his is the most extreme. Uh, but, my right. God, he's one of the best wrestlers ever.
0: All right, well, let's hit to some more stuff. First, a comment from Zen Brown. He said, from talking masters of the universe to eating spiders or edible underwear, this podcast is awesome. Everything. And we appreciate that, Zen Brown. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Curtis Ackerman, he said, you guys talked about the Council of the Wise, but who are the overlords of the eternal dimension that Zodak said he spoke with? I don't know. I think that was the first time I ever heard it. I
1: think it's just another another thing that-, that either David Wise or, or – I forgot the other guys. He, he is not a very prominent E-Man writer. I think it was just something that was thrown in to kind of add more lore, so to speak. So I, I don't think it was, it was definitive canon, but if you need to know specifically – I would ask Grimbot in the chat room or uh, James E Talk. I'm pretty sure it's just it's made up lore, and that's really about it. Kind of like a lot a lot of episodes will throw in a bunch of other pieces of kind of filler lore to kind of expand it when they're just trying to kind of fill up the dialogue and the story a little bit.
0: Right. All right, and JSP said, origins is, origins is the line that should have come out between Vintage and Classics. That's a good point, JSP. I do see what you mean there. I mean, there. if so, they were
2: going to, oh, with right. the commemorative series, maybe they should have done that then. Work
1: of art over here, which uh, that that, uh, that Nathan named another good point, is that how many more times is Mattel going to keep releasing the same figures over again? You know, it's it, that's why I, I do get out If they're not going to add some modifications to their sculpt with a little bit more detailing on Triclops's outfit or something like that, instead of the same figure, you just move move. you can do this. You know, you can cr- add crunch a little bit. I mean, it's just not enough. And especially with the six-page mini comic, that's the ultimate middle figure to the fans. Like, that is part... It's just as important as the figure coming, at, coming to you intact. Like, to, to, to dismiss it as... A six page. I always just like if you're not gonna do it the way it should be, you got no business doing it. Wait till you have more money to play
0: around with. Definitely. Sportimus says, "Question: Are you getting the new Masters of the Universe toy book that's coming out?" And he says, "What do you think of it?" I'll be honest. Uh, I, I, I don't buy toy books. Uh, it's not being a dick again or anything mean, but I have my toys. I am in so many damn groups where I see all the variants, so it's like. I don't need a book for it but for those who want the definitive book that's going to show everything about all the toys all the variants yeah get it but i'm not buying it just because uh i like my books where it's the art and the stories and the comics i like those a lot more
1: yeah i'm the same way i mean i i don't i feel like you know there's not a whole lot of like pictures of the toys that i haven't seen so unless the book was going to have like a whole slew of like unreleased prototypes and things like that, which I think we've gotten illustrations of characters that were coming and concepts and stuff like that from power and honor and the, um uh, you know, uh, Aaron McCarthy artwork that we've seen that that's been covered by, by them as well. And, and various other things like, I just don't see the, I just don't need that book. Like I know a lot of people, especially as i you know, all you all about toys. Like I, I completely understand that, but, I'm more of a uh, an art guy. The books that I've got here, like uh, James's book, uh, the encyclopedia, um, and uh, you know the the art which was given to me as a birthday gift. I mean, some of them are, are, are fun to go back and, and just kind of look through. But a toy book, if it, if it had come out in the early two thousands, late nineties, I'd I'd have, have pre ordered that thing and paid fifty dollars for it. But at this point, I just don't need
2: it. Yeah, I think think with these guys, when you have most of the stuff sitting behind you already, do do you really need that in a book? Yeah, I don't need a book. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and I have all these insane pieces of merchandise. And like I said, again, being in these groups, I've seen – yeah. But uh, there you go. Um, Fedmon said, question, have you guys got your Mega Constructs Roton set? Y- no, I, d- I don't buy the Mega Constructs. Not pissing on them. People love them, but I just haven't bought any of What about you, Tyler? Uh,
1: I'm not interested. I, I bought a Mossman because I saw it on the shelf, and I bought an Evelyn and a Skeletor because I saw them randomly. But overall, it was just random things. I even kind of regretted, like, it's five bucks I could have spent on something yeah. else. Well,
0: I just got, I, I I got just, the money getting all the extra stuff. I mean, yeah. I, yeah,
1: I just, I, I'm not that enthralled by it. You know, I, I just I just am not impressed by a lot of the stuff that He-Man's being licensed out to. I just wish it was a little bit more impressive. But I get why people like it. So, now it, it won't be in my collection. Sorry. Yeah,
2: but, I had uh, a few of those, but... I I think in terms of other stuff like I I think it'd be fun to put Castle Grayskull together from it like oh. just just I think it'd be fun as as a project like long to, time yeah, but cool but long other than that I I've kind of lost interest in it but it, it, right. I think if you don't have a, a a big display or don't have a lot of space to do it and you want something on a smaller scale like that then those things work to make like a little oh yeah display for absolutely. You.
1: I just, I, I've lost all interest. Like, if it if it's not something to the quality of vintage and classics, like I've no interest in buying anything else anymore. It's just my my room has got clutter on. It's not as much <laughs> as it used to be, but it's just too much clutter, Definitely and I, wanna... I can't have.
0: It. I can't yeah. have it. I
1: can't have it. So
0: I got it. Um, Jay says, "Do you guys ever play with your toys secretly?" Uh no, no. But I mean, uh, that, uh yeah, I mean, it could no. be interesting. I mean, Nathan probably no. does, but no, no.
2: I. You know? I, even as a even sure. as a kid like i played a little bit but i didn't want to damage anything so i just would display them on the, the show piss
0: out of years back. i did love it but uh, all right zen brown well i think i already know my my answer because i know nothing of the other thing zen brown said question which weekend did you find more entertaining the dc fandom or PowerCon?" well again i knew nothing about the dc fandom I only see PowerCon, so PowerCon by default just because i knew nothing about this dc fandom when did that happen yesterday this weekend. Oh wow. Okay, clueless show. So I guess that's your guys' way to respond. I Yeah, well I
1: sure didn't find anything interesting out of PowerCon's reveals. Uh so yeah, I was super stoked for the Batman trailer. I was legitimately happy about everything I saw in it. Can't say I was happy about anything that was revealed. Um, even with Clam Champ and Ninja being revealed, it's it was like they just didn't look as good as they should, or good as they as those characters deserve. So I mean I would much rather I wish I could say He-Man but no It's
2: kind of apples and oranges in a way because PowerCon was their reveals were strictly towards figures. Now if they would have had trailers or something for the the new shows coming down the road then it would it would be a a close discussion but I'll go with I'll go with DC just because of the Batman trailer and just the excitement seeing the excitement that other people had for the other stuff that was revealed like yeah, PowerCon had some, like with Origins, it was exciting, but everything else was just kind of there. And that's not really their fault. Maybe PowerCon would have been different had the pandemic not happened. Maybe maybe we could well, have. Well, I don't
1: even blame stuff. that. I blame the fact that they just don't have anything interesting to bring to the table to, to get people excited. Like the tease, hey, well, we we kind of knew there's going to be a toll on based on the Revelations cartoon. Like that's not a, that's not a surprise. It's not a shocker. But there should have been a teaser image of what the characters are going to look like. And not just like. a shadow. Or, yeah. yeah, like, that's bullshit. Like, even if it's just a, a brief, like, animation-like cell of what He-Man and Skelter are going to look like. Just something to show where this is going as opposed to... Oh, look, it's another quote from Kevin Smith saying, This guy did a great job as robot. Like Who gives a shit?
2: Show me stuff. You know,
1: we, we We need to see the actual damn characters. We need to see the interaction. We need to hear the voices, which... While Camel, I sure as hell hope to God. The genius that you are, that your Skeletor is a lot better than what we heard.
0: All right. Uh, Masters, Masters DC Collector. And this one, I'll be intrigued to answer this. He says, uh, question, what are your opinions on variants? (laughs) Personally, I think it encourages scalpers, and there shouldn't be variants. Everyone should get an opportunity to buy stuff. Well, here's my thing about variants. Now, when it comes to the vintage line, I love seeing it. Battle Armor, He-Man, for the first time, had a cool-ass gimmick. Thunder Punch, my god, it's snapping and cracking, there goes the pops. And then Flying Fist was a little underwhelming, I'll be honest, but they all had something unique. But when it comes to variants where it's like, okay, here's the figure, but they're just wearing a new armor, or you could pop the armor off, and there's no gimmicks to it, it's very underwhelming. Especially like just, okay, 2000X, like we said, there's some good, a lot are shitty, and some are in different poses that makes them unique, but... I feel like variants, when it at least comes to Masters Universe, the only way it works is when they have an actual gimmick. Because if they were just to keep giving figures just different armor, I'm like, well, what's this? I feel like I'm doing dress-up with it. It's nothing. So variants have a positive and a negative to them, just depending on how the context, how they're released. But vintage ones, yes, I was all for all those variants. but. 2000X and some of the things they do beyond, it's like, I'm not feeling it. It's just them with different armor and just doesn't do nothing.
2: Variants more. are toy line killers. Plain and simple. Masters, Turtles is the worst offender out of all of these. Like, if you want to kill a Turtles line, just start churning out the variants. They clog up the shelves.
0: Question, how many do you think they ha- Nathan, because you collected Turtles. Too I many. I didn't know anything about them. What would you guess to me? God, uh, over 20? Uh, 30? Shit, probably.
2: I mean, you think about it. You really? think about it; they probably put it out in that that original vintage line. They
1: started doing variants after the initial first yeah. wave with like the wacky action with Michelangelo so Donatello.
2: So many, like
1: Raph is as an astronaut. They're playing. They're playing, oh they're God, playing like,
2: sports. They're they're farmers. They're like they're cowboys. Yeah. They're on the Starship Enterprise. They're universal monsters. Like it got out of control and
1: and those were all toys that i was always given as a yeah. birthday or christmas gift i never voluntarily picked out except super uh, super Samurai leo was the only variant i ever picked out if it wasn't from the movie it was always a christmas yeah. or birthday God. gift so it was never an original uh, character i got for a birthday it was always like cowboy don uh, or you know uh desert storm leo you never got the, the
2: shitty troll dolls did you no i saw them i, I
0: remember them i remember God the commercials for all...
2: them Four of sure them for my eighth but... birthday. All four of them.
0: They turned turtles in. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Because I know nothing. Did you say they just turned the turtles into troll yes. dolls.
2: You know when yeah. troll dolls like got oh, really, really, really popular. I remember them. Yeah, That's they, why I'm they they like I don't understand. They of that too, picture... and it sucked. Out. They also the did fuck? stone
1: protectors, which was like a turtles knockoff of, of trolls for boys. And then they did the the, the troll figures that were like you know, troll is a terminator. A troll is a dra- is a vampire. It was, I
2: forgot what oh they my were too. They were really Troll trying turtles. to cram...
1: That yeah. sucked. Troll
2: turtles. So for as much shit... Thank God He-Man never hit as that. As we give the Masters line sometimes with their variants, Turtles has them beat completely. If, if
1: if all these lines would do what G.I. Joe did with some of their variants, like every Snake as it came out in the Vintage line, I absolutely loved because it was just a new look for the character. Cobra Commander got a alternate look. Destro got a... Like, I liked what they did. If you didn't like all of them, it wasn't gimmick driven. It was just a, here's a brand new look for for uh, Destro. Here's a brand new look for Dusty, or something like that. It was just updating the character. If that's what we were getting with a lot of these lines, that's one thing. But all these shitty gimmicks that just looked like you know someone just thought they were being cute and funny and clever when they should be fired, you know, for for coming up with these ridiculous ideas along with the person who green lit it. That's that's a problem. But the vintage line, it was one variant per year. And I, I blame Kenner because Kenner, you know, with Ghostbusters and the Batman the Animated Series and the Batman toys, if it's just variants variants, 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 variants,
0: they handled it great for Vintage Masters Universe in its time. Like you said, it's just you just got your limited amount of variants. Yep. They were and every one of them are great.
1: Like I, yeah. I, 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 you can't say there's one bad Vintage variant. And that includes. I mean, I will say Boss All probably the least. It's under underwhelming because it's just essentially the same figure, just where the chest opens up. It should have been given like, a little bit more of a different look. Yeah.
0: What I liked about it, now that's the thing, I mean, the belt area, I know they changed it, too. I know they're in back of me. I don't want to grab them down. But I remember as a kid, I liked it because in my mind when I would play with them, I'd make it look like it was supposed to be the regular Hordak. And then out of nowhere, boom, the chest opened, and I love that buzzsaw. You're right. It's. I mean, he looks basically the same, but I admit I really like the buzzsaw gimmick. But, uh, yeah, so um, I think that might have been everything. As for the questions, I might have missed some, but it's almost time for us to wrap it up. But uh yeah guys uh it was this was a great episode it was fun i love that ad that you did Tyler Thanks for all the questions, questions. people that was good to have like a
1: whole a lot of that, that i'm proud of you guys son, for having a whole slew of consecutive questions for for joe really interactive
0: there, yeah. i mean they were just super interactive I mean, people popping up at Dan Rabua channel and zamir mass thanks for joining us even though we're going to be ending it right now but yeah i loved all the interaction and even like i said i know i shit all over your episode curtis but still <laughs> it was all in fun we love you we love everybody here but now i'm gonna say thanks, what I always thanks say.
1: curtis for being such a devoted fan of the podcast yeah. too we 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 our intention was not to. Disappoint you, but we want to thank you personally for being so supportive, leaving comments, contacting us personally, and you know, I hope we, you know, don't ruin your week with our our. Well, I'll find out when it, I go to
0: Facebook yeah. and I see I've been blocked by him or hey.
1: something. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> still <laughs> not going to apologize for what we said. I, I, I'm not going to excuse anything we said because that's not. I what we just do want to say to I on.
2: gave it a six out of ten. I just want to put that out there again sure yeah, so, you did. so
1: please send your hillshire farms gift basket to nathan and, and give us the finger on your way out the door <laughs> curtis
0: right so if you are new to the channel make sure you like subscribe share and ring that bell so you can always be notified when we go live and until next time have a powerful day put that shit back we're going to target <laughs> You guys must not, you must know that for something to say inside. Yeah, because that's a quote from Nathan, not a movie.
2: <laughs> have we have oh, we told that okay. story? I, I want to tell the story really fast. Yeah. And I'll, I, I we'll get it real <laughs> done super quick. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three, uh, the the toy line and everything was about to come out. Uh, they had this is when they were doing unleashed figures. They were doing their three and three quarter stuff still. We went to Walmart. At midnight for the release, this guy comes out with this giant palette, or a couple of them, and he starts like slowly unveiling everything. The first one is like Monopoly and like the DVD sets and everyone just like groans collectively. Uh, they finally get to the figures. We start digging through them. People were just... Because we, we all had a cart, and people were just grabbing them, like, off like all, in a big was... thing and just dropping them in the cart. So we did that. We started going through them, and I found Mace Windu, and I was like, Mace Windu, how did he get in here? And I just, like, threw him behind my head, and he just went and landed. And everyone starts laughing, because they all knew he yeah. sucked. Uh, so we started doing that, but there weren't Unleashed figures, so that's that's what... We were there for honestly, so we decided.
1: Well, I was there. I was there for some of the three and three quarter figures. I think all of us forgot some of those. Yeah, but the least figures was like number
2: one. And they were going to have a tent outside uh, that was going to open up in the morning. So we were like, "All right, well, uh, Tyler, I'll come stay with you and your brother, and I'll we'll just stay awake all night." And we'll we'll just go first thing in the morning. We'll be the first people there. That way, we got first dibs on everything. So we went back to Tyler's mom's house, and Tyler went upstairs and fell asleep. And me and his brother were watching like shitty WWF tapes, like WWF Hardcore, where it's like hardcore matches and everything.
1: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just loved. There was nothing. We had no, very few movies to watch on my mom's house, and that that was one of the the only ones that was available to watch. Yeah. Was that so? WWF so we hardcore. watched that.
2: Tyler's like, oh, I'm <laughs> getting sleepy. He went upstairs to go to sleep. When that happened, uh, we waited probably about an hour. And then I called him. I was like, dude, man, we're, we're here already. And he's like, you trying to get the jump on me? He was like half asleep. Anyway, we got up. We went. I think we, we got <laughs> breakfast after the fact. We got up. We went to Walmart. They had the tent. And it was like police guarded, which makes sense. But it seems kind of silly in the grand scheme of things. We go in there. Yeah, because they just have Pop Tarts. We, we go man. in there, and all they have is, like, Monopoly, and more Monopoly, like, Star Wars cereal and Pop Tarts, and Tyler, and, like, I couldn't find Unleashed figures. So immediately I was, like, pissed off. I find Tyler, he's looking at something stupid, and I'm just like. I was looking at the Early
1: Bird. It was a throwback
2: to the it, 1977 uh, Early Bird uh, kit. It sucked. Whatever. Tyler's sitting there, like, taking his time looking at that, and I'm like, man, put that shit back. We're going to Target. So then we got in the car, <laughs> went to Target. They had the Unleashed figures. We got them. It was, it, that, that was a good time.
1: Yeah, he's leaving out more details because, I mean, it was just, but that was the short, short, short version because it, it was like uh, a memorable night. It, it, and we spent so much money on the shitty Star Wars figures. Oh, my yeah. God. And that's back when my job didn't pay nothing. So I spent almost my entire paycheck on all this shitty Star Wars Revenge wow, of the Sith figures. back then figures. when I'm just like,
2: yeah, Hayden Christensen and Anakin, man, he's, he's this is great. Uh, what was it? Oh, he's gonna be bad. This is gonna be the better one, yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, we uh, came away from Attack of the Clones like, uh, yeah, and then we're like, this one's gonna be good, oh, and we thought it was at first. And then you go back and watch it, and you're just like, man, that's a prequel trilogy. Oh, <laughs> like, we we can't we can't convince ourselves. So These put suck, put guys. that shit back. We're going to Target.
0: Yeah. There you which go. Is, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, see you guys next week.